0: He's like, but I like to watch. And she's like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins.
1: Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast, this is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello! And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Cher. Bajinga! Mm. Wasn't that Yoyoma. Know, yo,
0: Re Reed, Reed um Doctor Reed in Scrubs. I think that's how she used to refer to her vagina.
1: Oh, yeah, her, that's her right. vagina. I think, that, I think that's right. I think that's she right. Because isn't that the one where by the end of it she goes, Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina? <laughs> no, you have a penis and I have a vagina and her boyfriend's like, That's so hot. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> uh,
2: there was a reality show on someone's television in my house last night where one of the characters went to a spa and ordered a the sparkle.
0: What is it? Okay. Oh, well, I mean,
2: I can that's, that's something that ends with a sparkly vagina. Mm-hmm. A sparkly vagina. Yeah. I don't really want to know anymore. I definitely don't know anymore. If you have questions, I I ask you to consult Google. <laughs>
1: I imagine they just like, I imagine they just like spray something on it and Uh, then like on the front and then like, and yeah, on the front part. And then they just like take out a, like a pillowcase of feathers or some shit (laughs) 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 and just let it stick. It's a very sparkly vagina. You got there.
2: (laughs) What a, what a start! Indeed. What a start! Vajarkle? What was it? Vasparkle? The Vasparkle? The Vasparkle. The there you go. Wow, okay. Do some Googling.
1: Today we're going to go back on our road trip. Road trip. Shotgun. On the road again. The most time-honored tradition of all: the road trip. Oh, the places you'll go!
2: Are we there yet?
1: No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. We are going to not a state Washington DC.
3: Yeah. DC
1: is one of those interesting cases in American history where they basically they're they're their own thing but they don't have any representation. That's where they get the taxation without representation type mm-hmm. of thing. They're not a state uh but they're their own thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like uh, the Vatican or something like that. The yeah. Vatican I guess is its own country but it's only that little area. Mm-hmm. I
2: love DC. Yeah. I love DC too. I I haven't been in years. My brother used to live out that way. And oh yeah? so for a good I mean, I went out there maybe four or five times. And I Smithsonian ended up, baby. And I hit the Lincoln Memorial every time. And I always thought the Vietnam Memorial was a very moving experience. Mm-hmm. And um the washington monument's just a big stick i never got why it was a big deal (laughs) but i'm pretty comfortable with the metro out there and whatever they call the people mover thing i think it's a metro
0: yeah it's it's the metro metro or no metro metro is chicago i Um, agree that's a good train
2: yeah it is and uh i i just love it i love american history Mm -hmm. so moving forward i may love the city a
1: little less
3: (laughs) <laughs> mm,
1: mm. yeah that's true i've only been there the one time and that was with the movie recipes um and uh i do remember i i walked all over the place i was mm-hmm. so exhausted during that trip <laughs> i went to lincoln memorial i went to washington monument i went to like uh one of the museums there was yeah. a, there's a whole you went to air and space i think air and space yeah uh I walked all over the place in that in that area. And I yeah, saw the White House and mm-hmm. uh, all that. But um Back when it was good. Back when it was good. It was 2016, <laughs> I believe. So Obama was, it Obama was early, was, right? Yeah, Obama was still in in office Yeah. That. Anyway, uh we are going to go through this and it's probably gonna be a multiple parter. Yeah. Uh because there's a lot of DC stuff. I can't figure out why they make so many movies
2: in DC when the real city is so typically conflict free (laughs) (laughs) I
3: joke oh my god
1: uh, we're gonna start off with a, a true winner here 2012 oh baby oh baby <laughs> roland emmerich <sighs> uh yeah roland emmerich every time he comes out with a new big budget he won't be able to do this much longer i don't think if if if, if he's already like they've already might have uh, made him stop but every time <laughs> he comes out with a new one it he tries to top the last one uh, like You know, he did The Day After Tomorrow just before this, Mm -hmm. and The Day After Tomorrow was super ridiculous, and it was probably even more ridiculous than Independence Day was. Mm -hmm. Um, 2012, like, took Day After Tomorrow and Independence Day and basically just, like, jumbled them up into the the most ridiculous thing he could possibly... When did this movie come out? 2009? 2009. Okay, so...
2: Did he pick 2012 as the year for the title and the setting because of that, like whatever Mayan
1: apocalypse bullshit? Yes, mm-hmm. it was the Mayan apocalypse. Which, yes, there were people who believed in that shit. Yes, oh yeah, I oh, remember, yes. There were people who came to our theater. This is this is from uh, this is uh, co coworker told me this. They came to watch something, and I think they thought maybe Amazing Spider-Man Two was out or whatever, but they but it was coming out later in the year or whatever. And without any irony, they were expressing disappointment that they weren't going to be able to watch it because the apocalypse was coming. Oh. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was a thing that people believed in. <laughs> yeah. You and know? I'm thinking otherwise you would
2: choose, like, you got to give. If you're setting a movie in the future, unless you very specifically want or need that story to resemble our reality, set it further out, man. Give
0: your movie a shelf life. This, he gave himself three years. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I I think he really heavily did rely on that calendar.
1: Now, one thing that obviously 2012 is not a good movie at all. Mm-mm. It's it's a terrible movie. Mm. One thing that we've made fun of several times, I know, I I know I've written a bunch about it in Day After Tomorrow and in 2012 is um how the scientists will always say well this is uh, like five years away and then like <laughs> in 20 minutes it's all the way up to a year and then it's like then they get it oh it's happening in 30 minutes or whatever uh, it might be being proved right i was just gonna <laughs> say man what are we gonna do if like six
2: months from now they're like remember when we said we had 10 years to act on global warming i'm doing the old yeah. news <laughs> <laughs> well, turns out we got 10 minutes <laughs> yeah um i mean yeah. I mean I don't want to get I don't want to get into the heavy mm. stuff. This movie's a piece. Of, this is the this is the one with Oliver Platt on a giant boat. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Stay far away. Good people are in this. I don't know why. Yeah. John was, Cusack.
0: I've seen this movie legitimately ten times. Because of your son? No.
2: Oh <laughs> no. man. Oh man. <laughs> I've
0: got a thing for disaster movies. It's not good I I'm not even putting it up there with the good disaster movies. Mm. Um Independence Day. There's, there's a couple that are bouncing around. I, we'll talk about Day After Tomorrow in a little bit. But there's something about Cusack. There's something about Woody Harrelson's in this movie. Um, there's something about just the, the chase and the constant kineticism that I find watchable. I'm not going to be, you know, dissecting it or anything like that. Is this
1: the one where Woody's like up in a tree?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, in the, he's in Yellowstone. Yeah, he's he's yeah. predicting the, uh, and he's got yeah.
1: he's got his like hard hairy broadcast essentially, yeah, yeah, so yeah. telling everybody that the government is lying to you <laughs> and uh, all that, and then um, but yeah, a Cusack probably gets gets through about five places where he should die oh this. oh yeah and especially the drive the drive uh, through uh is it la when it's la at the beginning and yeah. all the bridges are like just like like they're like they're being tossed around like freaking toys <laughs> yeah. and he goes through the building yeah. and all that <laughs> in a limo yeah i mean, good good god um but yeah uh, 2012 i think that's the uh beginning of the you've got to take a look at this cliche in our videos because it <laughs> is said about five times in the morning. In that one it is uh, yeah but it
0: wasn't enough for a bonus round right it
1: wasn't it wasn't uh that's one of the things about bonus rounds is like you know that you've seen you know that it happens a lot but then when you put it in a bonus round it just feels short so and
0: then you have to spend all that time locating all the times where it's happened mm-hmm. so by the time like the third instance has happened you're like you know what that's happened a lot i bet it's going to happen more frequently through the rest of it. so then you start keeping count but then you have to go back to the beginning and watch all the ones before then too. yeah and if you don't get to the level of where it's a bonus round yeah it's uh Th- it's frustrating
1: those of you uh awaiting an aquaman video or are, are going to probably know what we wanted the bonus round <laughs> uh in that movie but we uh, even
0: said it in the eight mile video it was uh uh because i i knew that there was gonna be enough of Mackay Pfeiffer for say, DJ, spin that shit. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> to be a bonus round.
0: But no,
2: it's well, like seven or
1: something. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh on to Absolute Power, which oh. is a movie I still haven't seen, but I know that you guys have discussed a couple
2: yeah, of Yeah, there's no reason to see it. It's one of the lesser Clint Eastwood. Cat burglar movies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's one of the lesser modern clint Eastwood movies. Uh I read the book. I loved the book. I'm pretty sure this is David Baldacci who mm-hmm. wrote the book. Yeah. Uh, and his stuff's pretty good.
1: Isn't Baldacci doesn't he basically uh do DC based thrillers? Yeah and stuff? Uh,
2: political uh crime and thrillers, and he's kind of he's kind of taken over Grisham and Crichton's spot in terms of He's a very popular writer. <laughs> um.
0: I kind of enjoy this movie. It's got really good people. This is the end, so like uh, in the line of fire, which we'll talk about later on, and this or the very end of Clint Eastwood being a viable, uh, like an action star, right? Yes. Um, so I got, and it's got a good cast. It's got uh, Gene Hackman, Ed Harris, Laura Linney, Scott Glenn, Dennis Haysbert, Judy Davis, and Richard Jenkins. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not excellent or anything like that but it's better imagine. than blood work yeah it's better than blood work but for that's sure. not
1: saying anything it's yes. crazy eastwood's post unforgiven directing career like before he gets to million dollar baby and all that yeah. mm-hmm. uh just all those just blood works
3: and absolute <laughs> power and he's got a
1: perfect world in there we've talked you know that's a good one but uh but like it's, it's, it's these random you know uh, who gives a shit thrillers like this um then we have air force one air Whoa. force one Oh man that's uh, my favorite tennis shoe yeah uh
0: it's so good that nelly wrote a whole song about it
2: it is it is <laughs> i have not seen this movie uh since the theater yeah really me too. Me too. i saw it one time and kind of side-eyed it and that's bit that's about it it oh. felt like a die-hard ripoff that oh. was better than average oh it's good I don't it's know. it's I, good. I, I'll have to go back. I can't really... Sp- I know Gary Oldman's accent was bad. No. 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 It was... Go- I mean, I don't... I,
0: I don't speak Russian, well, but uh, like... He, he's emphatically
2: telling me I'm wrong. There.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was a stretch where Gary Oldman between this... Uh, I know Dracula was way before, but this... Uh, fifth element like he was trying every bad guy mm-hmm. was a different accent he couldn't just be a bad guy yeah uh you know the professional he was actually american That's, that wasn't continued it? all the way up um to the darkest hour
2: yeah <laughs> well
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah Darkest yeah. Hour,
2: and then hitman's
0: bodyguard he's also like a chechen dude with a chechen accent <laughs> he's got he's
2: got a sneaky big resume he's oh, in totally. a lot of shitty movies you yeah. don't know about
0: and this is a good one harrison ford this is maybe the end. So this was 97. Yep. This is maybe at the towards the end of him being a viable action star. Yep. Um And uh Glenn Close is the vice president, I think. um And uh, Gary Oldman chews the fuck out of some scenery, man. Mm-hmm. And I really like this movie. Okay. Yeah.
3: I haven't
1: I seen it in forever. I can't bash it that much. I, again, I haven't seen it. Doesn't it have one of the worst uh, airplane crash CGI things ever?
0: You know what's weird about that? So even in 1997, when I'm still in high school and uh the uh we went to see it in the theater and it's dark and it's i think it's raining and even with all that going on we all looked at each other and we're like dang the shit yeah (laughs) yeah it's 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 literally like you made
1: it in Corel draw or something yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh yeah um Wolfgang Peterson, they, I, I believe, also could some some of this could be said for Perfect Storm as well. Doesn't they that didn't ha- have some bad CGI too? Yes, it, it,
2: it does, does. One have of those some, movies yeah. that it's one of those movies that when it came out was heralded for great CGI, and
1: literally the next day we had bad yeah. CGI. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that
1: is true. Uh, next is an all-time classic. All the President's Men. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this movie is so good. It's dubious uh yes uh we ha- um we've talked about this movie a lot uh i feel like dc is a character in this though oh it totally is. uh especially with that great i don't know if it's a crane shot or if it's just something they did but the of the them in the library of Congress going mm. through all that all those little you know those names and everything and is you know that that music na-na,
3: mm-hmm.
1: na-na, na-na. <laughs> <laughs> and uh all the president's men is uh is fantastic it's a it's a it's a great movie to watch in our time especially it's weird how
0: because I've been keeping up with uh Carl bernstein's uh just, you know, appearances, because he wrote a book fairly recently mm-hmm. about Trump. It's amazing how Dustin Hoffman nails, like, his mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's been a long time since that movie came out. Mm-hmm. But, like, his his accent, his dialect, his mannerisms, the physical embodiment yeah. of him. And uh, I've watched Bob Woodward, and it, it looks like Robert Redford did a really good approximation of him, too, mm-hmm. but Hoffman became this dude.
3: Mm-hmm. And he
0: really is... <laughs> Almost like a, a a real life superhero. I'm using. I'm being hyperbolic, but the the stuff that he did, not taking no for an answer, mm-hmm. just you know, we know something's there. We have actionable intelligence to to push this further. Is heroic, I think. Yeah,
1: like in a real world sense. Well, and they put these two guys on who were not known. They weren't on the beat. Mm-hmm. This is according to the movie. I don't know if this is what was, I've read the book too. Mm. Uh, I don't know if this was a was a thing, but uh, they put writers on it that they didn't you know, that couldn't get sort of targeted on this or whatever. If they didn't want they didn't want their real beat guys on it because, you know, they could get ostracized or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then, you know, all through it, you know, like the just the the pains they have to go through to get this story. uh, You know, Jason Robards plays their editor. And he's, and he's like, you know, he's like he, you know, we put out a poll out on Watergate. You see this? Nobody gives a shit. Nobody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And they still had to just soldier on because they knew they had something, but they had to, they had to get that story right. And- Imagine. Oh, God damn. I mean, you're saying
0: the exact the exact thing that just happened. Yep. About how the, CNN just did a poll where they said, how much does Russia or the Mueller probe or whatever have to do? with the election in your mind zero percent zero percent said that it had any effect on their their vote mm-hmm. so if there's somebody like a woodward and a bernstein that is kicking rocks i i gotta believe that they're going to be something. yeah thing,
1: so. well and i feel like probably there are but that just like these reporters they have to make sure that they're right, right. because if they stick their head out and they're they they do not have everything right they're going to take that 1% that's not right and make that whole 99% that is completely fall down. Like the thing
2: yes. with the thing and the other thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's amazing. People forget. I mean, we weren't born in this in this time, but reading about it, people forget how vindictive and petty and just bad Nixon was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went after specifically these two guys. Absolutely. Yep. Just like we're seeing right now. Exactly. Uh Nixon is on that level, if not worse. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the direct feed to the his audience, his base, that Trump does with Twitter. But there are ridiculous parallels. Man, right. yeah. I don't want to. I, I swear to God. I don't want to get
2: too political here in general. I was literally telling my wife yesterday, I think I'm just going to quit caring about news. Like, I'm just going to quit reading any of it. Um, That's not practical, obviously. But I was watching Field of Dreams the other day when, when Ray goes to James Earl Jones's And James Earl Jones tries to beat him up and throws him out. And then he comes back in with his fake finger gun and whatnot. Uh, Then they're walking into the baseball stadium and he's asking, you know, why'd you quit, you know, being a public advocate? You know, and he was I was the East Coast, you know, distributor for advocacy, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, then they killed Martin and Bobby elected Tricky Dick twice. And I just went god damn <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like i just connected to that in a way i never have before know, right yeah because uh, i think it's i think history has softened kind of how evil nixon was yeah, yeah even
1: even for me
3: yeah mm-hmm. anyway yeah.
1: yeah well because he's but be, he in the as you and i and barrett have been growing up every time they put nixon in anything he's comedic we yeah. even did an outtake recently with the simpsons thing yeah where he's he's like that pig had powerful friends. Oh, go pay. <laughs> yeah. Don't think he won't pay. <laughs> yeah. And uh and like of course Dan Hedaya played him and Dick and uh yep. there's uh I mean he's been a comedic character and just like what we were talking about with um uh michael jackson Ooh. stuff like the the fact that it's been a joke for yep. so long we don't remember like oh this guy actually wasn't a it's not a cool guy mm-hmm. we shouldn't have we shouldn't <laughs> this do- <laughs>
0: guy this is not my type of guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um i don't like to be political either and i know that we have all, all listeners out there who 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 like trump mm-hmm. but uh yeah. it, it's it's
0: hard even if you do it, it, objectively it is difficult to not see the parallels yeah
1: it is it is yeah um all right on to "Along came a spider which was oh. the follow-up to kiss the girls at least movie wise with james the james patterson monica stuff. potter yeah this is the monica potter morgan freeman all right um i would not have you seen this i have not seen this have you seen mm-hmm. this oh yeah it's been a while i think the other
2: one is better and i don't like the other one yeah i agree
3: <laughs> <laughs> perfectly
2: <laughs> this one has a twist I swear to God, this movie thinks it is springing some shit on you yep. at the end, and it is the most, well, duh, twist I ever saw. Uh, just don't don't waste your time. If you've seen it, you probably know what I mean. If you haven't, just go back and watch the other one
0: that's not very good, but actually <laughs> Judd in it. The other one is, is watchable just because of... Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. Yeah. Um, And I guess this is an interesting... I never got... He's a detective forensic psychologist. Of course, because you but, see those on every corner. Yeah. I don't think that job... act It's like symbologist. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like
2: the like, gal just, on bones, like the forensic... Uh, anthropo- that anthropo- actually does it, well no my point is it does exist but there's like four of them yeah, in the right. world and they're all and in like, Knoxville this she's based on a series of books where this woman is off having adventures every yeah. six months yeah I know it's a real thing it's just like a super tiny real
0: thing. I know I
1: know but uh, yeah avoid yeah by the way bones yeah that, that that series lasted way longer than I thought it did well and they just won like a big-ass lawsuit like
2: yeah I saw David that. Boreanaz and Emily Deschanel and them um, because Fox like screwed him out of a bunch of money <laughs> really yeah. like h- 133 million they kept judgment? saying that their Jesus. profit
1: they kept saying telling them their profits were not nearly as much as they were reporting fox yeah and that was well
2: that was the base the basis of the lawsuit was the show cannot run this long and be the successful and have only made x what you're telling this is, oh man they won this is the
1: same thing that harry shearer keeps on bitching about every time contracts yep. were up there and he's he said it he's like look i i have a great life more than i deserve i'm getting paid a ridiculous amount of money and i am still getting screwed yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's possible yeah
0: yeah i mean i don't want to go too off the rails but there's there's an argument that nfl players are underpaid relative Mm. to
1: how much they're bringing in don't get started on college football players (laughs) yeah that's a whole different (laughs) bag of worms yeah uh then the american president this was when aaron sorkin wasn't Uh, I mean, he had a few good men under his belt, but I believe American President might have been his next
2: script. I think it was this. I just watched this two weeks ago. I
1: saw it on as well.
2: Um, It holds up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, But I can't watch this movie anymore without seeing the West Wing. Yeah. And it's nobody's fault. Mm -hmm. It really isn't. But I can see, oh, Michael J. Fox is playing Rob Lowe and that guy's playing Toby Ziegler and... David Paymer is playing Toby Z. Anyway, ooh, I,
1: ooh, what is Martin Sheen playing?
3: In- he's, he's playing <laughs> Leo McGarry. Uh, okay. he's playing Leo.
2: And uh, anyway, I love it. I think it still holds up pretty well because it keeps the politics pretty general, mm-hmm. um, and more about whether or not he should engage. Like, it paints the Republican guy as the guy who wants to do a dirty campaign, and um, this Michael is, Douglas doesn't.
1: <laughs> the, Richard Dreyfuss's performance in this movie. <laughs> is uh borderline it's almost terrible
0: it really
2: is <laughs> it, it, like yeah. like i,
1: no, I know what he's going for it's,
0: yeah it's a caricature almost right? yes
1: yeah you know, my name is bob rumson and i'm running for president and all that he's it's obvious that dreyfus who is who's very known to be liberal and everything has just <laughs> sunk <laughs> his teeth into the the almost cheney kind of uh yeah. cartoon villain uh there but yeah i love this movie too it has by the way one of the worst get back together scenes i've ever oh at the end yeah the the reason why is the is the dialogue that they exchange because after douglas has had this big like speech in front of the reporters and everything i'm gonna get the guns and all that yeah um uh she comes in and and she goes. I just want you to know that I didn't come back because of whatever RSUD one one nine. And he's like, I want you to know that I didn't come back because of blah 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 blah. And it and then they're they're embracing and and and, and it's like it's like you guys got back together based on talking about bills. It's and like yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Batman. I came back
3: to stop you, being <laughs> no, But it's even
2: worse than that because right before that exchange, Michael Douglas is in the Oval Office in the Oval Office mm-hmm. and tells one of his staff, members i'm gonna get the car go over to her house and apologize and blah 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 then a door opens yeah. and she walks in yeah. and says well at this time of day you better avoid the beltway or yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. and i was like you can't hear that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's some i love this movie yeah.
1: yeah i do too i i love it too it's a, it's uh i i love just all the different things in there where they show him when he decides to bomb uh was it the hospital he's not bombing i don't know if he's bombing a hospital but he's bombing something that only has one person it. and it's a janitor and uh and he and he says he says you know what this guy's gonna go to go to work today and think that everything is just the same as it always is and and uh and then he's gonna die he's gonna die because i i sent the troops in or whatever and uh and he goes like because after this is after j- michael j fox has said what did, what you or is it david pamer it's pamer that says it's presidential very presidential what you're doing yeah. today and goes this is the least presidential thing that i do
3: yeah you Mm -hmm. know
1: just one person affects him enough there but he knows he has to do this yeah uh so yeah you know why this
2: movie's good and why the west wing's good is because some part of our idiot nature still wants to believe right (laughs) in a a president that cares more about us Mm -hmm. than anything else
0: and i just don't i just don't know how much longer we can hold on to that Mm -hmm. no the things things have changed uh Sorkin did malice in between. Okay, know. malice. <laughs> I like that movie.
3: I, I, you- <laughs> I am God. I am God.
1: Uh then we have yes, while it is all over America, it does end up in Washington DC. Beavis and butthead Do America. Mm. Uh that does have a there's so there's several funny scenes in the dc portion of oh it. hell yeah uh, all the cornholio uh, shit is there. yeah and uh when uh they when the what is it uh is it is it butthead that says something while, at, while in the house of representatives and it's just like uh uh somebody's i can't remember what he says uh, it, it, I can't remember what it is. It's something about somebody's butt or boobs or something, oh. and then like all the all the representatives start going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. You know, it's not in DC,
0: but
3: uh, what are the what are, uh,
0: this movie really kills me. I saw it like a few weeks ago, and it just murdered me. It was yeah. it was super late at night. I was downstairs, I was cackling so loud, <laughs> my wife had to come down and ask what was wrong. <laughs> Dude, what got me was when they were at the Hoover Dam and everything. Any other questions? And there's this oh, beat yeah. of silence, and he's like. Is this a goddamn yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start laughing? He's like yeah. <laughs> God Yeah Yeah.
0: Uh, what what you have to appreciate I know we've talked about this movie a lot, but uh what you have to appreciate in Beavis and Butthead is the commitment to the characters being as stupid as they are mm. consistently, no matter what is going on yeah they will they will react like like nincompoops mm-hmm. i mean they're just wandering through this whole movie they're they're uh, they're just almost like peter sellers in the pink panther where they're just kind of like wandering through where all this shit is going on around them you know yeah. and and they cannot get out of their own way but
1: you know it's worked out for them. my brothers and i used to always do because because you know but beavis and butthead's simplistic look uh, view of life it's, it, it it's uh it permeates everything that they do yeah and so like there's a point where they find the the flight attendant attractive and uh and he goes he he's butthead's like uh he's like he's like um uh, uh hey baby i've got a bear <laughs> 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 and 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 there's like you know like you know when she helps him with the belt and everything it's like did i just score?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's the best is when uh when the 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 lady uh the the lady villain takes him into the room and she starts taking off her shirt and they're down to their underwear yeah. <laughs> and they're just laying on the bed together and they're like oh uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: it's finally gonna happen we're gonna score we're gonna score
1: <laughs> uh, i do
0: think if this movie has one knock against it they they, they do the cornholio bit too much yeah the they end. do because that that is hilarious in short doses mm-hmm. but it goes on for a long time but it does wreak a lot of havoc so i think it's narratively needed
1: yeah the the female villains to me more and oh, uh right. and uh bruce willis plays the guy <laughs> that uh is the there they used to be together or yeah, whatever yeah. but they ha- also there's like uh, david letterman has a small p- part in it as basically butthead's dad yeah, yeah yeah uh robert stack is in a <laughs> great great <laughs> moment it's one of those movies i don't know it i, I don't i would recommend it i don't think it's a oh, record worn sure. but it's it may have to have be a of worn because some people will not be able to deal with a lot of the stuff that's in this maybe a product of it jeremy time. you're not much into this type Davis of and Butthead? yeah
2: no it's I, I, when you were talking about cornholio that was a that was a metaphor for how I feel about the whole Beavis and Butthead thing. Like oh, yeah. in small doses, five, six minutes at a time. Genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I go beyond that, I I start getting a headache.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> why the music video segments exactly. were so perfect. Exactly. Because they were like a YouTube video, basically. It was uh you know, I think three minutes was as, as far as they went, you know?
2: Basically the- it was
1: cartoons react,
2: basically, wasn't yeah, yeah. To music videos. Yeah the
1: uh the, the this has one of my all-time favorite gags in it though because their tv gets stolen and they go in uh and they and they start investigating quote unquote <laughs> they're on the couch there's no tv there and butthead like looking across the room he sees the window open he sees uh he sees like footprints he sees like you know the the where they obviously went out after they took the tv and he's like uh uh and he just keeps the camera just keeps going to the window the footprints the door window footprints the door uh whoa i just figured something out this sucks <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, if
0: you do like if you this is mike judge so if you liked idiocracy or silicon valley there's a there's a good chance that you'll like uh, beavis and
1: Button. yeah definitely uh then we have being there i have read the book and i've watched the movie peter sellers yeah, this is a great movie this movie is pure magic yeah it, it is on so
0: many levels because peter sellers is so you talk about somebody that's just a blank slate mm-hmm. right yep but because he's such a blank slate everybody keeps thinking
1: he's a genius that's right he plays he plays a gardener and they call they call him chauncey gardener i believe yeah,
0: it's chance the gardener and yeah they, he's yeah yeah
1: and, uh, and he he speaks in these terms of everything in, as gardens and everything. And so people start thinking that what he's talking about is real deep.
3: <laughs> so people
1: will ask him a political question and he'll say something like, well, when you when you put the seeds down in winter and you water them and you take care of them, uh, you can have a great plant to grow. And they start like, oh, so you mean- the, blah, blah, blah. He says this to the president. <laughs> like
0: he's advising the president. Purely uh, by accident.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah all of the situations in there are people who think that he's way bigger of a deal than he than he is and and uh and it's it derives a lot of comedy and satire from mm-hmm. it um the the book had had a little bit like uh more graphic sexual things in it and they sort of they tamed it up but they, they didn't yeah. they made a great there's a great sex scene with i think it's shirley mclean yes uh in yeah.
0: here <laughs> yeah that,
1: that i think it's funnier than what's
0: in the book is that the masturbation scene i think so because she, she asks him what he's into and he loves to watch tv that's all he does every day and he's like but i like to watch and she's like <laughs>
1: all right <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a ridiculous like masturbation yeah. thing oh my God. Uh, and meanwhile while she's doing it he's watching tv yeah. and it was it being there was it 1978 79 79 okay so yeah it's a it's a great movie i yeah. wholly recommend we haven't talked about this very often but it's a great movie hmm. uh bicentennial man holy <laughs> shit this shit takes place in dc yeah yeah is it
2: only because it's bicentennial right they had to shoehorn some kind of well i mean the
0: whole thing if memory serves it's been, it was 2000 when this came yeah, out right robot robin williams robot robin williams and he starts it spans like 2 300 years or something, something like, like that, that. cuz there's there's different epochs that we like check in on right so he's he's born but he has different capabilities but he's super robot version and then he gets uh like souped up to be able to show emotions and that's, like, 100 years later. And then he m- m- hangs out with this family. Then he goes off and, like, tries to find his his uh, female counterpart that All he can, right. yeah, he's he can bump that. uglies with. Yeah, right. Um, and he finds her, like, 200 years later on or something like that. But I think it happens around the DC. I family. think I remember why I hated this movie. It. Fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
1: That's what I remember. But uh, I think I remember more about Jack than I do about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. i don't remember anything about this movie uh, i i remember uh, a, a punchline i don't even know what the setup was, <laughs> was
3: there's
1: something a good, about a handkerchief and a boogie in it oh, <laughs> that's the only thing that i remember a metaphor for this movie yeah uh i remember it coming out and i saw it it was it was it like thanksgiving or something when it came out it was december 17th okay yeah so i remember it being like one of these holiday movies yeah it planet. was 99 i should say Very close to 2000 okay uh yeah i don't remember it being very good uh then there is boomerang this is uh this is the tail end of eddie murphy's r-rated comedy Mm -hmm. career uh i remember watching boomerang and enjoying it but i have not seen it since it came out okay so this is another one of those movies
2: that my college roommate brian who has an infectious laugh really really liked Mm -hmm. so i saw this movie probably six times in college oh yeah uh i could quote it Regularly, it's very. It, it's actually you could double feature this with "Soy Married an Axe Murderer," just along the theme of the male lead is too picky about women, mm-hmm. um, because that's this guy's thing. He mm-hmm. like sleeps with a girl, and they ask him why, why aren't you going to go out with her again? And he's like, "She had hammer time in her feet." <laughs>
3: uh, and Martin Lawrence
2: is like, "Man, you don't fuck a feet." Um, <laughs> it's full of quotable lines. Uh, Robin Gibbons is in this. I think this is probably now. It may be dated. Might be very 90s. It probably is, yeah. Um, But the comedy is still there. Uh, Is it David Alan Greer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The one line I always remember we used to quote is he's like he goes into this jacket shop, and they're like they say they're like stressing something about how all sales are final or something. He's like, "What do you think I'm going to just wear this jacket?" stank up to be damned and then return it (laughs) (laughs) um i really like this movie i am willing to admit it may just be because my roommate in college loved it and laughed giggly at it and made me like it but
1: uh, uh, it's it's not long after this in fact i believe it's two years later eddie murphy's in beverly hills cop 3 and it's a pg-13 movie wow Mm -hmm. and uh and then he does nutty professor uh and then there's a that whole string of like ridiculous what the hell was he thinking or his agent thinking type of movies that start coming on after that that i i'm i'm guessing i have never studied this before but i am guessing that sort of the politically correct like we started getting a lot of that in 92 Mm -hmm. 93 with bill clinton and everything um We started getting a little bit more politically correct. So, a lot of the stuff that Eddie Murphy was in prior to this wasn't uh, favored Mm. anymore. You couldn't really do the type of comedy I was. I watched Trading Places the other day, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." yeah. I was like, "Yeah, we probably can't do that anymore," um, and uh, and and with good reason. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that that stuff is just so hilarious. <laughs> I miss it, uh, but uh, I think those movies started getting out of favor. That's why you didn't see Eddie Murphy in those R-rated movies. You, mm-hmm. There is
2: at least one other Eddie Murphy movie on this list, or at least I think there mm-hmm. will be. And I don't think oh, it's R-rated, yeah. and I think I enjoy it yeah yeah but um, also I just realized uh, Halle Berry's in uh, he's boomerang team. he's bouncing back and forth between uh, Halle Berry and uh, Halle Berry's like the f- and uh, Robin Givens the friend or assistant or what have you that he hasn't really paid the proper attention to and Robin Givens is like the you know the girl in the clouds or whatever he has to, <laughs> he has to learn that he actually loves Halle Berry yes yeah and yes. that she doesn't have hammer time in her feet
0: there's a well I, I don't know exactly what the boomerang implies but he seems to go back and forth between those two like several times maybe that's it maybe yeah. that's what it
1: is yeah i don't know maybe.
0: i mean good for him mm-hmm. halle
1: berry and uh and yeah. and uh, and, uh Robin you cannot go wrong nope. good. uh then there's born yesterday i've never seen this this is a remake of another movie called born yesterday right
0: yes it is uh this is oh it's uh uh Donny Donny J and uh and uh Mel- yes Don John Mel, Mel-
1: Grover- G. yeah Mel G Donny J and Mel G. Don J Mel G and John J <laughs> this is uh uh
0: yeah I did see this and it is a remake of uh like a 1930 or 1950 uh movie this, this might be one of those
1: that's been made like three or four times it was I 1950
0: think. and i think the the one yeah the, the the 1950 version of this was oscar nominated and mm-hmm. critically lauded and stuff like that i remember liking this mm-hmm. it's where so john goodman is married to melanie griffith and she it's almost like a my fair lady type of thing Mm -hmm. like she's she's low class and she's you know uh says whatever she wants to and everything and he's just with her because she's hot Mm -hmm. um and he hires don johnson to whip her into shape or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and of course they end up falling in love
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah okay i i yeah i've never seen it uh then there's a born legacy um well, this is better than you think it is. We apparently did not talk about this in Alaska, which is where it's, I guess, mostly set. Well, he starts out in Alaska. Then he goes to, like, Malaysia. Which is a
0: very cool... He ends up going to the Philippines with Rachel Weiss, but he meets up with her in D.C. because she works at a government-contracted thing in D.C. Yeah, and
2: it starts out in Alaska with him and Is it Frank Grillo? Yes, it is. Yeah, I like that scene.
0: That sequence is the best of the movie by far. Mm -hmm. Especially because... It's not Frank Grillo. Is it? Is it John Bernthal? Who is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those like, guys. It's one of, it's those, one guys. of those guys. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I just no. Didn't it's want it's, the- uh, it's a fucking uh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. It's interesting. Who directed this? Uh, Tony Gilroy directed this. Yep. He's got a couple of times, particularly in that Alaska sequence, when they're being relentlessly chased by the government, mm-hmm. uh, where he's got some super long takes of following uh, Jeremy Renner. And then when he finally gets the upper hand on the assassins at Rachel Vice's house, there's a terrific one shot that starts from the ground floor, mm-hmm. follows him up all the way through the window, kills one dude, goes all the way down the stairs, kills mm-hmm. the other one, and then all the way back out the house. Yep. And it's so unexpected because the movie, it, it, like you said, it's better than you expect, but it's not good, right? And when you see that, you're like, "Whoa!" This is <laughs> it stands up like a Thor. Sword and one bone. of the things that I that bothered me about it
2: before I ever saw it that I had to ultimately let go of was the whole adding chemicals to this thing Mm because with Jason Bourne it always felt like training and conditioning and maybe maybe hypnosis or what have you Uh, but here it felt like because we shoot this because you take these pills, or we shoot this drug in you, you become super strong it's, or super fast. Mm-hmm. Which is also what Fast and Furious is doing with the Drizella and Hompson Shaw. Oh yeah, where he's injecting himself with something, and he's becoming bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. It's, uh, the, uh, it's the
1: it's the Mediclorians chlorians of the Born. <laughs> oh yep. God, the, the Born series it was right? the Kims all along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I this like Born Legacy. This is sort of a paralegal, right? Like it. Uh, yes, it doesn't uh, it's 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 concurrent with Born Ultimatum, I believe.
2: The, and. And there's even, yeah, they even cut to, like, news footage of Pam Landy, like, releasing the documents
0: at the
1: end getting of arrested, right and getting arrested. and, is, and that a, is that an actual thing? No, I I, I could have come up with, like, Concur or something. Like I wonder like. if there is a name for that. There probably though. is, although I think that probably uh, people would just say prequel just because equal is fun i like it people yeah. hate people hate it's fun. like cohes yeah
0: cohese
2: is not a word by the way but i know i but we have now thoroughly confused the audience because <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: i put that
1: in that tweet last night and people were like now that you know it's a word you can use it more freely and i'm like
3: wow well, we just actually learned it's
2: not a
1: word i am uh, i'm the same about born legacy i think it's a lot better than people give it credit for it's not as good as the Damon ones but if you saw this one without the Damon ones you'd be like that that was badass yep.
0: well that's my problem is that just take all the born shit out of it, and it's a good action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need that. I mean, obviously, the name recognition didn't help the box office, right? It didn't do very well. No, no. It, I mean,
1: it it needed Damon. It needed to have that continuity. Jeremy yeah. Renner
0: is one of the best actors who
2: ever got put it up as the next it guy and didn't actually get there but still had a good career oh absolutely because between mission impossible ghost protocol and born legacy it was pretty clear he was being positioned to take over both fucking franchises Mm -hmm. and he didn't get to do either no and he's still just badass turning he was in the town he's awesome he's doing you know yeah he's still
0: still been now been in those franchises right he's been in the avengers franchise he's been in born franchise he's been in the mission impossible he's
1: it just, it. You should just never try to hire somebody to be the replacement of somebody that you. It's not Renner's fault because they could have put anybody in trying to replace Cruz or Damon. Well, it was same. It been. happened
2: every time they tried to bring in somebody on twenty twenty four mm-hmm. to be like the mantle oh, yeah. bearer yeah. afterwards. It yeah, yeah, yeah. always
1: fell flat. Yep um then we have oh this is a great one broadcast news oh baby go yeah broadcast broadcast news is uh one of the best movies you'll ever see Mm -hmm. um this is james l brooks who had a had a, a sort of a short writing and directing career he's he's i think he's made enough money from the simpsons and everything but uh you know he does you, you look at his writing directing it's not a very long list
0: yeah especially for so long of a career
1: yeah but uh, but broadcast news is just so good um uh you have you have this uh, i guess it's this the situation is that news is trying to find a way to get everybody they're trying to get business they're trying to get their business model based on well we can't just keep uh, you know giving news to old people over and over and again. we need to come up with some stuff that everybody so we can make a make a lot of money mm-hmm. doing the news and and that's ridiculously prescient i believe to today um that you know the the news channels don't really give us just news anymore they give us a lot of opinions mm-hmm. uh in fact would you say opinions are more than news now like they give more opinions yes. than actual news Yes, and even, yes. even
0: the local news is influenced by the Sinclair stuff and all that. And
1: this isn't this isn't necessarily about people starting to enforce their opinions on things because even by, in 1987, they they had the the equal time and the, the tried to look balanced uh, law in place. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't about that. It was more about coming up with fluff pieces and and things of that nature and i think it's the very beginning of it where holly hunter is giving that presentation and saying like you know this is this is fine but is this news and and there's some people in the audience who are like yeah thank god stuff like this is going to be showing up isn't it like
2: a big huge domino display or something that's still falling
1: down (laughs) I i
2: think so um i love this movie uh to bits just saw it again the other day i love the the I love the play between Albert Brooks and um, William Hurt. Mm-hmm. William Hurt is this pretty boy who's great at reading the news, but is pretty empty in the brain, mm-hmm. both in dealing with women and other human beings and generally knowing about news or politics. Mm-hmm. Whereas Albert Brooks is the guy no one's ever going to call the most handsome, but he's super smart. He's a really good field reporter. and He's a damn good writer. And. The news, this is right when news is leaving people like that behind mm-hmm. and embracing the beautiful people with nothing between their ears um, for ratings and ad dollars and what have you. And there's that brilliant exchange outside that party where Albert Brooks says to him, can you name all the members of the cabinet? And, and William Hurt goes, Yes, I can. And he goes, All 12? And he goes, Yes, all 12. And Albert <laughs> Brooks goes, There's only 10. <laughs> <And> William Hurt <laughs> goes, You're feeling pretty good about yourself right now, aren't you? <laughs> He's like, I'm starting to. Uh, their rivalry and ultimate friendship, I think, yeah. is uh, kind of what drives the whole thing for me. It's just that they are sort of opposite ends of the same coin opposite side of the same coin and anyway i just love this movie.
1: albert <laughs> brooks is in love with holly hunter it's unrequited and uh and uh there's the you know that hit that point where he she wants to go and see william hurt and he's like he's like i wish there were two sides out there one was was it? I want to be one side to be your friend, and the other side to uh, to be the one that knows how much I, how much I love you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, because so we have two two things going on at once. That's how sort of how that line goes. What is that, that is line? So- oh, I
0: wasn't looking it up, but no, you're close. It's unrequited the whole time, right? They never knows. They never get together. And
1: though. and but I mean it. He kisses her once <laughs> and then he's drunk and she didn't ask for it he backs away and goes well i felt something and then she starts laughing <laughs> yeah um but uh but yeah it's unrequited the whole time she i mean it's one of those type of relationships that if you saw them together you'd think oh well they probably like married or something like mm-hmm. that but but no so there's there's definitely no interest on her mm-hmm. part um but uh but yeah it's a it's a great look into just it's a great look into news in general i think this uh the 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 point where we're hurts is something like because he's because holly hunter has been feeding him all these lines the entire time and then she and he's he says it right out on the they even have a big s- seduction scene essentially talking about how yeah that is like great sex you yeah. know <laughs> like you you feeding that into my ear and me coming out with um but uh but, like, there's that point where he where, where he loses her or whatever, and he, he ends up having to say something. He's like, In other words, I think we're okay. And, <laughs> and Robert Protsky's like, who the hell cares what you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, the Albert Brooks, when he does get a chance to get on the news, is great, too. It's one of those all-timers. <laughs> yeah. um, can't recommend broadcast news enough. Mm-hmm uh then burn after reading Ooh. another good
0: one this, this movie fucking rocks you should be mm.
1: concerned about the state of your shit oh
0: <laughs> man it's a cartoony movie but it works on a on a practical level too yeah right it is like brad pitt's a total cartoon um george clooney and his sex dungeon are a total mm. <laughs> cartoon right it was like every lady, McDormand? three billboard Francis McDormand. You did a me. Uh Francis McDormand is is a total cartoon because she you know, she's saving up to get this procedure. I don't even know what the procedure is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh Malkovich is just filled with this rage, like, oh, I love every fucking bit yeah. of this movie. Yeah. It's one of those that somehow got I I didn't catch
2: it till far later. It came out in that stretch near enough yeah me too intolerable cruelty that <laughs> yeah, i was yeah. just like i don't think that's one of the good ones and i never got around to. Watch. and then when i watched it, i was like what the fuck nobody talks about this movie It's oh awesome.
0: my god this is definitely in the top half of coen brothers movies mm-hmm. with me and one of my favorite comedies from from them it yeah just, it it will make you it's probably the the straightest comedy that they've ever done mm-hmm. uh and it'll it'll absolutely kill you it's great
1: the 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 central uh plot of this is that francis mcdormand and brad pitt they found this like hard drive or Mm -hmm. something like that that they think is a big deal uh and then they try to sell it or they try to um they try to blackmail with it Mm -hmm. but then so i don't know if malkovich is malkovich doesn't even know what it is either right
2: no it's his it isn't his memoir but he he
1: doesn't know that it's the memoir that's on the hard drive right he think he just says your shit so he actually thinks it's something more important so so yeah so it's a it's based on this all this big misunderstanding and like yeah in true coen brothers fashion you know they make this into a whole big thing that it should have never been in the first place (laughs) but uh yeah it's pretty great Yeah, Um,
0: Clooney's performance this and oh brother i think are his most straight up comedic uh performances because he's very overly exaggerated in this too yeah and the re- the reveal of what he's been working on uh for oh Francis i know McDermott, it's, it's just so the great funniest fucking
1: i shit. know it's so great and this also has one of the most the biggest surprise deaths yes it does ever in a movie yeah Um, and it's done. It's done in a. Is it? Would you say a weirdly comedic way? Like it's almost funny, but that's so brutal at the same time.
0: Well, there's two. There's one that that is subsequent to that. That that's almost as brutal and that's almost as funny too. Mm. Uh, so yeah, no, I think I think it's played for laughs. It's shocking and then you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun it's hilarious the characters that are involved with it too
1: yeah uh captain america the winter soldier um Let's watch this two nights ago yeah i'm starting to like it okay
0: well i, I should say i've always liked it mm-hmm. um i think the expectations were built up so much when i went to see it in the theater mm-hmm. that you know it, it didn't quite live up to it and then the next time i watched it i was actively disappointed mm-hmm. and so me and my son and my wife are going through all the mcu again mm-hmm. and watched it again it's enjoyable it's not perfect yeah but it's it's my favorite of the captain america films
1: now i far. like it too uh but uh, people were very quick to rush and say this was the best one of all time and you still have people saying that mm-hmm. and i cannot agree with just the way a lot of this action is staged that's in this in this thing uh i do like the, all the little you know the the sort of the the roots of this conspiracy and everything that they've they've built in here which sort of infected the rest of the the you know you always have to think about this that you know hydra is now part of this and mm-hmm. of course then both of the both of the hydra and shield are no more anyway right but, uh but uh just the fact or that, are they or are they <laughs> uh I do like what it sets up i just don't i'm i'm not of the mind that it's one of the best ones it's being middle of the pack for me the problem
2: mm-hmm. for me is that i guess i just feel like the the good ones always get a half letter grade higher from the public than i think it is mm-hmm. so i've never i never thought winter soldier was a turd i did always like the the sort of spy elements of it that they added in that a lot of superhero movies haven't had um i i will never connect to bucky as a character or his character being a major motivation that's another big part of the problem for me um i did just read this morning though that um uh, chris evans not only said the elevator fight is his favorite MCU scene, but it was the very first scene he shot on this movie and the very first scene he ever shot with the Russo brothers, Hmm. um, which I think is pretty goddamn impressive. Given how good, ultimate, I think there's probably three or four cuts in that scene that I would not make or mm-hmm. would prefer not to be there. But that scene's fantastic. Uh, it's and perfect.
0: For them to come in on the first day and just knock that that's shit hilarious. out. That's hilarious. That's rad. What's, what's interesting about that scene, I always get like kind of my hair standing up on my, my arm when he gets into that elevator. Yeah. Especially because I knew they hadn't seen it before. Right. So I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. And, and what's really cool about that is the pacing before the fight where they get on nonchalantly on the the next floor there's just three of them and you know he's just like all right and then he looks and he sees like a gun and or the the top of that little stunning stun thing in uh the dude's pocket and he's like all right and it gets on and then the the other guys in suits get on yeah. and he's like uh okay and then he sees the guy's sweat and he was like ah, all right and then he makes the line it's so
3: good
1: it, yeah i think also this this movie was almost ruined for me because of how they everybody was saying this was like uh um the conspiracy thrillers of the 70s you know especially with the inclusion of redford in here and so mm-hmm. a lot of people were like this is like three days of the condor mm-hmm. this is like the parallax view there's all sorts of you know and and yeah there's some like tiny salt and pepper elements of that in there but it's still a marvel movie in the end no oh, yeah. and
0: i th- that's what i'm saying i think i think my expectations were too high and that's on me mm-hmm. and I, I think now that it's had it's plenty on of time the to world
1: barrett it's on the <laughs> world because you stop stop making these big pronouncements about what a movie is before people even go in to see it yep um then there is charlie wilson's war this is also written by aaron sorkin Ooh. um Ooh, this got a lot of good people. Yeah. I only saw it the once, but I, I
2: remember thinking this is pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. It's basically the idea that <laughs> one guy that you've never heard of in Washington has the right relationships and committee assignments to be able to funnel money towards what ultimately becomes his pet project. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a pretty, pretty, I guess, ultimately frightening comedic mm-hmm. look at the inside of
0: how politics works um but i enjoyed it do, does the movie sympathize with him i i saw this when it came out i, I don't remember a whole lot about it do, yeah do they make him a hero uh yeah yeah because at the time he's arming the muhajdin right so like he's he's arming the right people against the soviets obviously that didn't work out mm-hmm. ultimately too well but the movie's saying in its time this is the correct decision right yeah, well, um,
2: that was the vibe I got. Okay. It was. It reminded me a lot of Lincoln, uh, in the sense that shady politics are okay when your cause is good. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not how I view the real world, but tell you what the movie is right right.
1: i liked it i liked it a lot i yeah. do remember there being an awesome philip seymour hoffman scene in this movie i don't remember anything he says i just remember the it's a big long like probably two pages worth hmm. of of course it's sorkin so it's but it's him going off on somebody and it's great
0: this is a movie that i need to watch again this was 2010 seven 2000 oh wow okay and it was mike nichols last movie i think his Ooh, last one his last one hmm. um but yeah it's been it's been now 12 years so i need to go back and watch it because when i was looking down the list and prepping this i was like holy shit everybody i love is in this mm-hmm. yeah i
2: also uh, i have to confess that for about a decade charlie wilson's war and larry crown larry crown yeah were just the same movie yeah <laughs> i literally didn't know there were two i yeah. thought they were the same movie. yeah
1: they made larry crown basically because hanks and roberts had not been in a movie together and they were the biggest stars of the 90s yeah. and and then they came out with a movie in like 2006 <laughs> <laughs> good timing fellas whatever that year was yeah day. charlie
0: wilson's war was his final feature he did do uh like um angels in america and a few other like um tv things
1: all right and then we have clear and present danger we got we're back in the jack ryan time like uh,
0: not really
2: uh i would rather watch this than patriot games if i had to choose between really? the yeah
1: clear and present danger is basically the drug one yeah yeah um and there are a couple of great scenes in this though i love the the guy uh that they get he's the guy who's training at the beginning and he's he's like hitting the targets he's like running around in like the field or whatever and he's and he's like poking out out of the field and like hitting these targets and they're like where the fuck is he they're all like looking at it in the binoculars and everything i can't remember what his name is the character or oh the it's probably
2: ding in the in the thing um is he hispanic yes guy? yeah sting chavez
1: yeah uh, and uh man. and then the uh the scene where uh they uh they bomb the compound mm-hmm. is a great scene oh yeah
2: because uh, not even sure well ultimately he's not there is he doesn't he get No, away? he's
1: not and then uh. then there's an investigation not only from the drug lord but there's an investigation from the cia and they both come up with the same conclusion that since there are no bomb fragments that uh that it had to have been um it had to have been an american i think it's something like that oh i wow. can't remember what it was but they both come to the same conclusions at the same time it's one of those like cross edited type of things where um uh what who's the who's the main guy his name is uh the the drug dealer's name oh hispanic phil hartman <laughs> yes yes <laughs> the character name or the yeah, the, the actor's name uh, there's miguel sandoval
0: and then there's Joaquim d almeida yeah
1: joaquin jo- d almeida is the guy he used to see him in a lot of stuff. You mm-hmm. still see Miguel Sandoval in a lot of oh, things, yeah. but uh Joaquin D D'A- Almeida is the guy that you see. Uh, oh yeah, you did see him in saw everything. him in a lot of stuff back in this day. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he still pops up and stuff. He might be like older now and you've yeah, seen yeah. him like in 50 movies, but you just didn't know it was him. Um or maybe he was Phil Hartman. Whoa. He was in Fast 5. Hmm maybe he wasn't <laughs> phil Hartman. <laughs> oh yeah he was in downsizing that's what i remembered him from oh yeah that's recently. right yeah. um but yeah i i liked it okay but it's it, once once Hunter, the hunt for red october came out you sort of had to compare it it's to like every being,
0: one of those it's like being fucked by the biggest dick <laughs> and then everything else is just not gonna fill the void
3: <laughs> <laughs> right though <laughs>
1: You're absolutely right.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: You are absolutely right. Oh man. Uh, speaking of which, collateral damage.
2: <laughs> oh, is this the uh, Schwarzenegger?
1: Yes, yes it is.
2: Yeah, I saw
1: it. Don't I, remember much about yeah, it. Yeah, same here.
0: Oops. Uh, which one was this? Collateral damage. He's uh, he's a guy that knows how to shoot a gun. <laughs> he yeah. Goes after
1: people for wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah this was this was this is j- pre-governor schwarzenegger yep.
0: almost just very right on the tail end of it right yeah
1: and he and his movies were sort of falling out of fashion already because mm. he had done Into days and he did uh what else was there in this the, the clone one the sixth day oh the sixth day
0: th- uh, well eraser i guess was was earlier eraser was in the eraser. 90s but it,
1: but really yeah about that that about that point that's where it started going down mm-hmm. Because he True Lies was sort of the the top, mm-hmm. and then it just went started to kind of go down from there. Um, then we have the contender. This uh this was Rod Lurie. Ah, uh-huh. um, I never saw this of Last Castle thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's about it. So so Joan Allen is this. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Is she running? She's running for president or... So the vice president dies.
0: Okay. And Jeff Bridges is the, the president. And yeah. And he's looking to see who he should appoint to oh, okay. the vice presidency. And he wants to appoint the first woman. Okay. And so he's nominating her, but the, his political rival um, is... Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, of course, <laughs> um, with an American accent, yeah, um, is trying to nominate his pet project, yeah. basically.
1: Yeah and is that also
0: a woman or is it no it's a man
1: so his gary oldman's thing is to find all these things from her past that that discredit her which you know she was at a flag burning back in the 70s or something like that
2: remember when that used to be a big deal i do (laughs) it's even a big deal in uh american president that she burned her bra oh Yeah, yeah that's right well
0: in this one i don't know if you're getting to it or not but she was in an orgy when oh, she was yeah. when she was uh in college. Yeah. And there's pictures of it. And yeah, oh.
1: there's yeah, and there's like a scene where she says you're trying to say that I'm not qualified because I had some sex and he's like deviant sex and he's like well, who says and he goes I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly so so the
0: the deal is by, this movie's fucking awesome. This movie it is. is really really this
1: good. This was the, this is why Rod Lurie was supposed to be a golden boy. Yeah. Was the contender yeah. and 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 it was a point where it looked like he might be a next big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I loved this movie when
0: it came yeah, out. Yeah, it's good. The the fact that and it's so relevant today, the fact that they're even asking these questions. About her uncovering her past and stuff like that, she doesn't want to engage. Mm. She said, "This has nothing to do with my political career. Mm. This has nothing to do with my ability to be a vice president. I'm not even going to entertain the mm-hmm. the question itself." It ends up being a nice little switcheroo uh, at the at the end, and uh, uh, Jeff Bridges gets a really nice speech at the end. I wonder who wrote this. Do they
2: find the orgy pictures from Gary Oldman's past? Is that how it works out? They yeah. found <laughs>
0: well, they found the orgy pictures. something like that, something like that. Uh, it was written by Rod Lurie too.
2: You know, it couldn't have been, would, wouldn't it have been nice if they could have ended the movie with, like, the moral being, it's no big deal, instead of, we also found dirt on the other guy, and it's even worse
0: dirt. Well, yes. Um, it's a necessary reveal, though. Uh, okay, I I'm the guy who hasn't seen the movie. You should probably just tell me to shut up. It's a necessary reveal, but no, I know und- I I think it makes both points. Is is what I'm trying to say. Okay, um, and uh, the cast is really good. In addition to Gary Oldman, jo- Joan Allen, and Jeff Bridges, Christian Slater's in there. Sam Elliott, William Peterson, Saul Rubinek, Philip Baker Hall, uh, and uh, Robin Thomas and Catherine Morse. This is a very very good movie. High recommend for me.
1: Yeah, there's also a point too where like uh, they say what. Uh it's like who's going to listen to you talking to Gary Oldman? He's like, why would they listen to you? Because like, because I'm going to have a very big microphone in front of me. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is uh, is almost the same type of uh, villain that Richard Dreyfus is mm-hmm. in uh, American President. Um, and in fact, after after the movie was made and and was finalized and everything, he said something like, "You cut out all the parts where I was where I gave depth to that character and all that." And and I think everybody was kind of like, "Where it, w- would anything <laughs> add depth to that character? He's so very one note and like very, you know, I just want to take Joan Allen down." Yep. And so, uh, but yeah, this is a good one uh damn yankees i've never seen this oh you haven't this is a baseball movie me neither
0: this is a 1950s let me pull up just real quick jerry lewis no it's (laughs) uh
3: why do i think jerry (laughs) lewis is in it (laughs) no
0: um maybe well, uh, well maybe we'll...
2: with yankee in the title was we'll uh, a... he in yankee no, it's
0: tab hunter and uh gwen verdon and ray Walston. <laughs> this was 1958 yeah so it's a musical about the washington senators okay who can never beat the yankees all right Ooh. all right and so it's a faustian thing mm-hmm. where uh the the manager uh, the player of the manager says I'd sell my soul to beat the yankees one oh, okay and so he does and he becomes it must be the manager because he becomes young and fit and actually starts playing in the field too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his wife becomes young and beautiful, and they have all these success. They beat the Yankees, then they go to to get the pennant, and then they go to the playoffs. And he retracts the the, the deal somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in his floppy, flabby state, uh, he still makes the game winning catch to beat the Yankees.
1: It's like a way better. Be- it's like a way better Mr. Destiny yes it is. how did he
0: he
2: how did they beat the yankees and then end up winning the pennant and playing against the yankees they won the regular season pennant but oh so it was not the
0: world series yeah Yeah, it wasn't the world series i see it ends it actually ends right before the world series
1: yeah in in baseball movies uh i think like sort of uh, the remember the championship series stuff only started in 1969 right um and we got wild card stuff in the 90s so the idea of playoffs to get to the World Series was not a big thing. So winning the pennant in a lot of these baseball movies are like the bi- are bigger yeah, than yeah, winning yeah, yeah. the World Series.
0: Okay, so that's what I meant. They, he makes that catch to win the pennant. Then they go before. Then they go to the World Series because, like
1: in the natural, the big like you know the big uh, you know. Uh, Hit the baseball into the lights and the fireworks show and all that. That's mm-hmm. to win the pennant. <laughs> they yeah, have yeah. more games to play yeah. after that. Uh, then we have another great one Dave. Yes. This is Ivan Reitman. Yes. Uh, Kevin Klein uh, plays. Uh, a president who's like a just a downright dirty dog man cheating on his wife sigourney weaver he is there's nothing good about this dude no no (laughs) not at all he is an asshole but meanwhile there's a guy who looks exactly like him (laughs) uh, played by danny glover (laughs) yeah played by (laughs) danny glover danny devito um uh, but uh There's a point where while this guy is fucking around on Sigourney Weaver, he has a heart attack and they wheel him out and he's like he's like to the point of death. But because uh, the powers that be want to still remain in power and they don't want some other asshole being the president, (laughs) the vice president being the president, uh, they go and try to find his doppelganger and they
0: do oh they ben kingsley is the vice president kingsley right? and they send him to fucking africa don't they yes yeah yeah well he's actually already in africa
2: at the start of the movie <laughs> and that they pin this shit on him and right before he gets back. oh it's right. uh
1: frank langella who's the bad guy yeah yes, uh, yeah
2: the dad from transformers um
1: oh uh, uh, Kevin kevin Dunn. Dunn yes yeah. yeah,
2: chief of staff or whatever yeah. uh ving rames one of the first movies i ever saw him in he's a secret service agent um <clears throat> This is a fantastic movie mm-hmm. a ridiculous premise, obviously. But again, a nice fun. It's like a fish out of water in reverse, mm-hmm. like taking a commoner and putting him into this, the White House, a place yeah. that you never, ever get to see. And uh, it's just Kevin Klein. I wonder how much this movie would even work if it was a different kind of comic, because mm-hmm. the, most of the laughs are so much like Kevin Klein's tone and style. Yeah. Bonnie Hunt is
1: in this movie as the tour guide. Mm-hmm. Um, just just. It's delightful charles groden plays one of his his buddies that helps solve the entire budget process
3: <laughs> and, he like in an sandwiches. Afternoon. Yeah.
1: and he loves bratwurst yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like like it's again it's that fantasy you're talking about with american president and all that is yeah. a guy who cares about us and not only that has the power to just in an afternoon figure out the entire united states budget (laughs) and gets a round of applause yeah (laughs) yeah at the table and is able all right we'll all sign off on this it doesn't require congress or anything um but it's fun it's a fun movie oh yeah man uh, love Dave. My mm-hmm. favorite part is
2: when he, the first lady figures out that, that it's not her real husband, mm. and they go out on the town together. They, like, go out and like, they use, like, some tunnels, like the Truman yeah, tunnels yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They go out and they get pulled over by a cop later on and they have to pretend to be impersonators, <laughs> even though Dave is an impersonator sigourney <laughs> weaver is actually the first lady and they sing tomorrow from annie yeah. <laughs> this is part of our act tomorrow oh tomorrow. my god so yeah funny. when she <laughs> chimes in
1: she's like like we're working on i i always wonder uh i mean i i know we're supposed to think that kevin klein merely looks like the 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 actual the the guy he's playing as the president, but like, but this guy, it's not a a look alike. It's a guy who who looks is is that person. Like there's you don't you don't see doppelgangers that look this close right yeah no this is like a three identical
2: stranger situation (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) exactly and so like uh you know that's why there's always those fun fun debates about like you know friends where like bruce willis is on the show guest stars on the show they've been talking about die hard forever and no one ever brings up the point that bruce willis (laughs) looked like fucking bruce willis (laughs) um but uh yeah man dave is such a fun movie (laughs) i i I looked at the imdb it's lower than i thought it would be i think it's like 6.7 or something like that. It's a shame which i don't i don't really kind of i don't understand that
2: no there's a lot of great cameos from real life politicians and media members from dc uh reporting on this fictional president there's like that uh round table discussion what's the name of that show oh mclaughlin McLaughlin group Group, yeah and uh there's famous uh politicians in the audience when he gives like a press briefing there's
1: a great oliver stone cameo where he was like he's like he's like after the heart attack, this is what he's his, yeah. what he looks like. Blah blah blah. So you saying this is a conspiracy? Oh yes. I think this is a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, it is six point
0: eight, but it's ninety five
1: percent overall on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that the ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes is the right score. Yeah. yeah. Uh the day after tomorrow. We talked about two thousand twelve already. We can just move on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've also seen this movie about ten times. All
1: right. If you have a disaster movie
0: thing, that's different. I, this um, is better than 2012. I'm trying to think. Um, I think I like the st- the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I like the story better. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I think I like Cusack's perform. I think I like the performances better in 2012 because Jesus Christ, I I don't know what's going on with Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal. Normally, two very good actors, mm. even this early on. Yeah. Uh, but they're awful in this i think mm. ceila ward plays his mom emmy rossum God yeah. bless her, yeah. plays the girlfriend um eh, but
3: yeah yeah, yeah. Like but yeah, yeah i mean it's
1: it's funny i would like to know if there's anybody out there who has watched day after tomorrow 2012 and geostorm back to back and can they tell which scene is from what movie
0: Ooh. i could totally tell now i've only seen geostorm like twice now uh, but I, I watched it so closely that I think it sounds
2: I could- like that game I saw someone playing on Twitter with The Rock in a beige shirt, and you have to get which, guess ah! which movie it's from. Because <laughs> it's either a beige button shirt or a soiled white T-shirt that looks yellow, and there's That's like impossible. seven or eight of them, That's and you impossible. can't tell which one's which. It
0: could be any of them.
1: I I guess it's glib. I guess it's kind of glib to say that.
0: No, there's a ton of overlap. Yeah. Well,
1: maybe if you showed me
0: like don't an show any actors. Shop.
1: Yeah, if you show me an overhead shot of the Earth, yeah, it would like be I mean, if you oh. see something with john cusack and it would be ridiculous for you to say that it was geostorm but um, yes they get
0: chased by ice in
1: this yes they do (laughs) and they beat it yeah Uh, a movie we briefly talked about earlier dick uh dan hedaya is uh richard but uh more importantly kirsten dunst and michelle williams are the ones who uh turn watergate on its head do you like this movie? Yeah. I kind of like it's this movie. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: It's pretty funny. They they take weed cookies to him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Her brother makes weed cookies and they oh, take Oh, that's him to the right.
1: And yeah. He gets, gets stoned. And I think it's Will Ferrell who plays uh Wood- Woodward. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Will Ferrell plays Woodward and uh it's Kids in the Hall uh Bruce McCulloch. Oh, Bruce McCullough plays, McCullough uh, plays uh, Bernstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's a there's a scene too where it's, where they talk about uh where they were talking about deep throat or whatever and and woodward says something to the effect of uh why should you get credit for this i'm the only one who kn- who knew what that knew what that reference meant or sorry i'm the <laughs> one who saw that movie or whatever i can't remember but uh but yeah dick is dick's a fun movie it i is. mean it's a, again with you know we were just talking about how it, it sort of makes this whole thing with watergate funny yeah and it's not, no. not funny at all. <laughs> yep. yeah.
0: It's uh, oh, Who plays Gordon Liddy? Oh, Harry Shearer plays Gordon Liddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's a bunch of kids in the hall. Dave Foley's in this. Oh, is Halderman. Dick. This was
2: during Kirsten Dunst's comedy phase because she made that beauty show movie at the same time. Oh, around yeah. Around the same time this one came out. Well,
0: you know what? God bless her because she's funny. She is. And then she did the
2: cheerleading movie, too, which is, I think, a comedy. It's Oh, yeah. And that's a fun movie, too. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. The first of many yeah there's like nine of those things there's a lot more than you think there are There's like bring it on two, then bring it on all or nothing then bring it on again then bring it on up and down then br- bring it bring it on parallel bars <laughs>
0: <laughs> she uh she deserves to like her have her personality come out more often she went super drama she did the melancholia with lars von trier oh, yeah. she did uh she did, what were those other, like, real, like, you know, real grungy or, like, She dramatic. did the Beguiled. Yeah. She did the Beguiled. Obviously, she, she was, was in, in she's, Spider-Man. She's got a
1: brief appearance. Well, I guess it's more than brief appearance in uh, in Hidden Figures. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. She, she's she can... good. She's got 83 credits. By she by came well. back wow. to comedy a little
2: bit with that second season of Fargo. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. But more of that, and that's also where she met her husband. So, who's yeah. her husband? Jesse,
0: Jesse Plemons. Plemons oh my god that's an adorable couple it sure is isn't it oh
1: there's even it's, it's even in that uh that uh black mirror episode i think she shows up briefly isn't that the rumor? Really, she shows up in, in a cameo in the background or something oh i gotta watch that
0: i yeah. actually was watching that again Just recently. i
1: couldn't
2: i honestly couldn't tell if the article was joking or not but i read an article yesterday that said jordan peele said his cameo in get out was he was the voice of the deer And and in Us, he was the voice of one of the dying rabbits.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh really see i thought i thought he was the voice of the the funhouse uh narrating oh. The guy. oh wow that's who i thought but i mean you, you know you never know but i thought it was him. i thought that was him. i can't
0: stop looking at that poster it's
1: a pretty damn good that's
0: poster so fucking great um
1: yeah. then we have the distinguished gentleman we briefly mentioned that uh-huh florida in the house he comes from florida by he the way he comes from
2: florida and yeah. he wins why does he win do you remember do you remember he why he even comes on the radar? Because he takes
0: the name of the dude
2: exactly. that, that died, right? Yes, the guy died, and he changes his name to that guy's name, thinking people will just vote for this guy's name.
0: And they do. And, they do.
3: <laughs>
2: and he ends up in Washington, DC, where everything is corrupt and the dad from son in law is a dickhead. Yeah. Oh, Lane Smith, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I really like this movie. I don't I have not seen it in probably 12 years or more
0: this is very much a trading places type of thing right because once he gets to dc and sees how he's a con man and once he gets to dc and sees how corrupt it is he uses his con ability for good Mm, just like he does in in uh, trading places yeah uh yeah no this is right in the wheelhouse it's not nearly as good as something like coming to america Mm -mm. um or even uh um, blow
1: blow me blow uh bowfinger Bowfinger. <laughs> Bow i don't remember anything about this movie i know i saw it too um it's
2: you know it's not again you could double feature this shit with evan almighty although evan <laughs> almighty is a much worse movie but you've <laughs> got your same kind of cliche idyllic congress bill that he wants to support that the evildoers are gonna push out for their own bill that will make them rich and line their pockets and like you said he has to use his con man did you say evan fix. almighty yeah yeah <laughs> what's you,
1: the parallel he is he, also steve a carell
2: becomes a congressman in evan almighty
1: god i didn't even remember that well yeah. you would not be blamed all i remember was the noah's art stuff
2: yeah no he leaves the tv station becomes a congressman and very much like eddie murphy in this he goes in with big dreams and realizes how corrupt the system is and mm-hmm. if
1: he can't get it uncorrupted god's gonna send the flood <laughs> <laughs> all right uh oh here's a all-time classic dr strange love Ooh. or how i learned to stop worrying and uh love the bomb where does this rank on your kubrick list it's one it's probably either one or two
0: Ooh. it challenges for one yes Ooh.
1: wow um, i'm not i'm not
0: saying anything about it but
1: uh oh you realize and uh, that i i think of comedies in a higher like sure uh i i, I put them higher than most people do um
0: this is so the only comedy he did right uh, i really think um the shining
2: is yeah <laughs> shining does have a lot of funny moments i would yeah, i guess it is the only comedy he did i mean there's there's
0: humor in inherent in arlie army and uh right full metal jacket yeah
3: that's yeah
1: i i i think this was really sort of his only attempt at one it's mm. almost a crime he didn't do more yeah it is and uh and um yeah it's either this or 2001 yeah um and, and then after that yeah you, it's probably shining and clockwork mm-hmm. um but um but yeah, Doctor Strangelove. First off, yes, you have three great performances from Peter Sellers.
0: It's amazing.
1: Um, and uh, just the 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 sort of the paranoia between the U.S. and Russia about who's going to fire first and all that builds to this great plot of just ridiculousness <laughs> that occurs. Um, the Americans are going out and uh, and they they're in airplanes and mm-hmm. everything. So you have Slim Pickens. And a, a very early appearance from James Earl Jones. Yep. And they're going to try to hit their one target, but they aren't able to hit the one target, so they decide to go to the other target. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but this, uh, but the Sterling Hayden character tells them, they have a, a fail safe in place to say, don't, don't drop the bomb. Right. And, but the, but the fail safe is such so that they can't unlock it and tell the pilots not to drop the bomb.
0: Right, and I, I think there's a communication error. Right, like that. Once the orders are given erroneously, yes. they can't con- communicate with them anymore. Yeah. and tell them not to do this. So there's
1: a there's a there's a code that they have to crack to get to tell the pilots not to do it anymore. Mm. But it's with Sterling Hayden who has gone completely crazy and. Mm -hmm. he believes that the Russians are after our bodily fluids (laughs) and Peter Sellers playing in one of his many roles is trying to get the code out of him during this entire like when time is at as of the essence meanwhile he's also playing the president in the war room Mm -hmm. and he's trying to tell this Russian president we didn't mean to do this we're very sorry he's so perfect (laughs) he's like well nobody feels more bad about it than me (laughs) he's Uh, he also play peter sellers also plays a guy who has defected from the uh german government and mm-hmm. he still like worships hitler essentially but, yes but he is on the american side that's uh, the
0: titular dr
1: Strange. yeah that's dr strangler yeah um and uh so there's a there's a you have you have some russian embassy people also in the war room mm-hmm. at the same time and um and so there's all this like there's all sorts of like spy shit going on. There's all sorts of just there's everything. This movie is just, is so good on mm-hmm. so many levels, uh, and it's hard to start this. It's hard to start going where to start on the movie itself because there's about three or four different things going on at once. Yeah, you have the goes- pilots, you have the war room, mm-hmm. you have uh, the Sterling Hayden stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just a it's a very complex but very well done satire
0: it's so beautiful and and we haven't even mentioned george c scott yet yeah and he what was the story so he didn't know that he was in a comedy he didn't
1: know he was in a comedy but he's acting so comedic i so don't over understand the top. never have understood the story by the that's way that's unbelievable he, there's a part even when when george c scott gets up to walk and falls down and gets up and keeps talking like nothing's <laughs> happened and he claims that he didn't he didn't think that kubrick would use the take because it was too ridiculous. And, uh, and it turns out to be one of the best parts of that movie. Oh, my God. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, did you guys see the trailer for
2: Clooney's uh, Catch-22 series? Oh, Amazon? is it out? Well, the trailer's out. Oh, wow. Uh, actually, I saw it in a theater. It must have been before Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, I liked that book. I, I did too. I didn't love Joseph it. Yeah. Keller? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like the movie. No, I did not either.
1: You mean the uh the Alan Arkin sixties? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: But I just seen the trailer for this series of it that Clooney's putting together and he's also co starring in I I am now very, very interested. Mm. Looks like they may have captured that tone correctly. Yeah. It'd get it'd be difficult. It'd be very difficult. Even getting through that book is difficult if you're not ready for it yeah
1: yeah what's the, the what's the main thing in catch 22 the main catch 22 is that these pilots don't want to to go out on these missions anymore mm-hmm. uh to go out on the missions you have to be declared sane but to go on these missions is insane right um but they can't call them insane i can't what's the what's the cat the cat the main catch 22 there isn't that it
0: that uh, you can't to sign up for this you have to be
1: you have to be totally insane totally insane but but you you have to be sane you have to be declared sane to go out on the missions anyway (laughs) uh dr strange love like i said it's hard to get into all the different details without really just going through the entire movie yeah you should watch this movie i should definitely
0: watch it's still on netflix it was on netflix for a long time Mm -hmm. uh but this is something that should immediately be in your canon even these days, and maybe even especially these days, the last time I watched this was about three years ago or so, um, and it was funny. Now, it may be a little bit... <laughs> it's on the nose. <laughs>
1: Too on the nose. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's the, I, I love this whole part, though, where they, they, they've just... They're just assuming that all the nukes are going to get thrown, going to get shot because of all this misunderstanding and everything. And they're like, well, now we're going to be building, we've built mine shafts mm-hmm. where we're going to send everybody down. there, We're going to send all the important people down there and there's going to be 10 females for every male. Yeah. And they're all going to have to be very sexually attractive <laughs> and all that. And, uh, and then, um. And uh, they said something about, I can't remember if they're going to try to get it done within 10 years or something, or try to get everybody down there in 10 years or something. George C. Scott is like, he's like wait a minute what if the russians have already done this and they've they, they've already built better mine shafts than we've built and uh and we say w- what uh we're gonna have to start on ours uh, on ours uh earlier than them so that they can't have they can't have the advantage over us and everything and he goes he's like mr president we cannot allow a mine shaft gap you know because <laughs> <laughs> they keep talking about the nuclear gap and the all these different like the differences between the countries and mm-hmm. like who's got the edge and and everything and it's Mike. always talked about the gap <laughs> <laughs> and we can't talk. He's like we we cannot allow a mine shaft gap. Um, got one of
0: the best endings of all time. So yes. you got you got like in triplicate in each of the places. So you've got uh Slim Pickens riding the bomb mm. on the way down because he had to manually override it. He just say he's going riding that shit like a cowboy. <laughs> then you've got um you know, when it does explode, you've got the "We'll Meet Again" montage yeah. of all the things happening. And then when you go to the, the inside of the war room. <laughs> he get Dr. Strangelove <laughs> standing up from his wheelchair, and he's like, Mein
3: Führer, I can walk! <laughs> <That's so great. laughs> and
1: then there's just this cascade of nuclear explosions. <laughs> uh, cannot recommend Dr. Strangelove enough. And holy shit, we've been through a lot of great movies. I know, and know, right? uh, And we're just now getting through the Ds. All right, so the next one on this one, I know Jeremy would love to talk about, Enemy of the State. Ooh, baby. Tony Scott.
2: This is some, it's, you know, I think Tony Scott, History may remember him as the maker of some of the most watchable movies Mm, ever. Could be. And I don't know that very many of them would be awards worthy. No. But from this to deja vu which i was talking about recently <laughs> to crimson tide like yeah? this dude just made shit that you enjoyed watching this movie's preposterous not so much anymore i think the technology displayed in this movie when it came out was preposterous if this movie came out today i think a lot of it would seem fairly believable and plausible yeah in terms of
0: how they're able to track
2: him mostly using satellites
0: Some bio- um, biometric stuff too right
2: uh no not in this i don't think so they they drop a they actually bug him in like six different places. Oh, okay, places. okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but before that, they're they're using satellites, and it's just zoom and enhance on crack. Yeah. Um, but it's super fun. There's a lot of great perky dialogue back and forth. I've mentioned before all of the evil techies are famous people that are super young in this. So Jack Black, Seth Green, uh, James Conn's kid is somewhere in here. <laughs> Jake,
0: Jake Busey, Jake Busey, Scott Kahn,
2: Jason Lee. Um, and and it's just chock full of little not yet famous people that would go on to be more famous and a gun and a gun and a gun yeah i don't remember where is she's, Lisa she's probably like
1: spectator number two or something <laughs> john void is the evil NSA she's john void's uh daughter up here okay
2: so it's basically if you've never seen it uh jason lee is a nature photographer As you do. Uh, (laughs) He goes around collecting his duck cameras. And on one of these duck cameras, he happens to catch a murderer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's John Voight and his boys killing like a senator or somebody really important. And it gets covered up. And he's on the run. And they're coming after him. And he runs into Will Smith, old high school friend, like near a lingerie store, in a lingerie (laughs) store, I think. He drops the tape in Will Smith's bag. Will Smith doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. Jason Lee runs outside gets hit by a car and dies and then the NSA guys are reverse engineering where did he put the tape they figure out it was Will Smith then it's on the run yeah it is Gene Hatman shows up there's a cat this movie's just <laughs> <ran>. <laughs> I can't recommend this movie enough it's uh,
1: it's sort of a uh, sort of a mashup of uh, blow up slash blow out and the conversation yes and uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the, the blow up or blow out I've seen blow out and conversation okay blow up. yeah blow Yeah, uh, blow up is the one where the guy's taking pictures out in the, and he he gets something that he thinks is a murder. I don't, and I've only seen Blow Up once. I don't know if he actually does or if he's just paranoid mm. that he has. Mm. Um, but in and, and Blow Out, John Travolta has the, it's a recording of some sort. I can't remember if it's video or if it's just audio. Mm. But it's the same sort of deal. You have Jason Lee playing those characters, yeah. and then there's, then the whole big conspiracy thing starts yep. up from there. But, uh, I only saw it the one time. I can't even remember. I can't even remember if I liked it or not. Oh, um, Sudden Gabriel Byrne. Oh, yeah. Gabriel Burns in this movie
2: for like a minute and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I shit you not. He's a phony Gene Hackman. Like he shows up pretending to be who Gene Hackman is to try and get Will Smith. And Will Smith figures it out just in time and gets away.
0: Wow. Fake Brill is how he's credited. Yeah. Fake (laughs) Brill. Exactly. Thank you for your day's work, Gabriel. Lisa uh, Lisa Bonet is in this. Is she uh, his wife?
2: No, she's his ex-mistress. His wife is uh, uh, Virginia Virginia King. God, um, everybody's in this movie. Yep. Um, if you haven't seen it, high tech. It's,
0: it's been forever. It's ninety eight, I think that it
2: it's probably out. a C plus B minus in quality, A
1: plus in entertainment
0: value. Yeah, yeah, I remember really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh,
1: then the aforementioned Eraser, which came out in nineteen ninety six. I remember kind of enjoying this.
2: Um, uh, I don't. Did re- you have like a remember. Vanessa Williams thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but also, but also, uh. You know, he's a CIA guy that like erases people. Like mm-hmm. I think he uh, arranges uh, witness protection and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was like you said, it was it was right before these things really started to to tank for me. So you is know.
1: this? Uh, is there a nuke in this at some point? There nuke. There's
2: a. Uh, this is the one with the fictional space laser gun, right?
1: Oh, it could be. It's mm. Like a he has
2: like a green laser, laser. sniper
0: rifle.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Seems like PM there's some rifles? sort of like special weapon in this of um, some sort. Oh,
0: electro- electromagnetic pulse rifles. There you go. That's ah, what okay. I'm talking about.
2: Laser. 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 <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> James
1: Conn, <laughs> James Coburn. Yeah, James, James Con Con is, Cromwell. I, <laughs> All the James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, James Khan is the bad guy in this yeah, right mm-hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't remember it. I don't remember liking it. Ain't nothing wrong with Vanessa Williams. Nope. Or from Vanessa. a distance. Oh, well. Actually, that did... wasn't from a distance. What did no. she do? That was Bette Midler. Yeah. What did she did? Some. I remember the music video. She's all in some snow and shit. Save the best for last. You want to uh, save the best for last? Yep. And hey, she won, didn't she? Win Miss USA? She did. Uh, uh, Evan Almighty, also aforementioned. Evan <laughs> Almighty.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, what a piece of shit that movie yeah, was. Yeah. No kidding.
0: I mean, g- w-
1: come on, man. Bruce Almighty, 2004? Mm. No, Bruce Almighty was like 2000. It was 2000. And then Evan Almighty came out in like 2007 or yeah. 2008 or something. So another
0: awkward gap. You could tell they didn't put a lot of thought into this story, right? It was just we have a bunch of effects that we can use. Funny I goddamn
2: guarantee you this is a case of where somebody had the script of a plucky new congressman. Mm-hmm. And it fell to the studio that had the Bruce sequel rights. And uh steve crow was like well, okay i'll that's, do it that's
1: Br- too plausible I mean, and, and an they just rewrote it into to be part of that universe yeah. bruce almighty was 2003 okay for some reason i remember it being 2000 because i thought you and i were working together when that came out but that was not the year we were we were not working together no. at, the, at no. that point so there must have been some other jim carrey i don't even remember what that would be though but um, what's
2: crazy is that it ends up being more like it fit, fits more in the santa claus universe than the bruce almighty universe because he starts like Getting old yeah, yeah. and gray haired, yeah. and animals start showing yeah. up. Whereas, like, the first Bruce Almighty, it was you have the powers of God, now learn how to be a human. Yeah. And you could have done
0: a sequel to that. But he didn't change in appearance or anything like that. No, he just, he just,
2: just God. I'm telling you, they had a whole other story, and they, they square pegged it into this round well, hole.
0: The, the only reason Bruce Almighty is watchable is Jim Carrey because that movie, as I've discussed, is. Not a good movie. He's an asshole the entire time. He is. And it's it's, it's overinflated in my mind, at least. Evan Almighty, I I guess they were going for the same formula. They were like, well, the story really didn't matter in the last one because the guy was irredeemable, essentially, from the beginning. So let's just throw somebody funny in there. And Steve Carell was still on the ascent. This was after 40-year-old virgin and all that stuff. Uh So uh, garbage. I bet you at some point they even thought, It
2: really works out better that we got Steve Carell instead of Jim Carrey on this one. Mm Because at that point, Jim Carrey probably wasn't as big a meteoric star as Mm -hmm. he was. Steve Carell was on the way. Made a turd movie. Mm Yeah.
1: I mean, Steve Carell, that's the thing. You were talking about how in Bruce Almighty it's watchable because of Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is a completely different comedian than Steve Carell is. Absolutely, yeah. And Steve Carell, when you put him in this thing that super hyper, you know, realized, like, you know, in Bruce Almighty, you need Jim Carrey. He needs to play, yeah.
0: Steve Carell needs to play a character. He needs to play a Michael Scott or like uh, Andy from 40 Year Old Virgin Mm and stuff like that, and then put himself in that character but jim carrey is jim carrey is jim carrey right mm-hmm. uh only when he started trying to do andy kaufman or stuff like that did he was he able to step out of
1: that yeah uh then we have executive decision oh so look i know there's going to be a million people in this that you want to rattle off there's a ton for sure this movie's terrible it's terrible it's air force one
0: without the president yeah only yeah. less quality yeah he's uh, uh um
1: uh kurt uh, russell, russell
0: is a. Uh, He's like a scientist, like a like a nuke scientist. That he's trying to de nuke the plane, right?
1: Mm, uh, I don't know. I just know that they hijack the plane. Shit happens. Seagal. yeah, Segal, Segal, like has the surprise death. There's a plucky flight attendant. Yeah, this is a bad was name. Halle Berry the plucky flight flight attendant. I think she was.
0: <laughs> uh, but <laughs> some B D Wong in here. Yeah, oh.
1: <laughs> John Leguizamo. Oh yeah yeah no this is
0: uh Marla maples trump is in this
1: oh nice interesting uh but uh yeah that's that's a uh, one of the funniest surprise deaths of all time kurt, it, Ru- kurt russell <laughs> is like we're not gonna make it and steven seagal is like you are and he like kills himself essentially so that they can they was, can live
0: he was such he was a big star still at this point mm-hmm. but he was such a punchline that everybody was like Yay! yeah 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 <laughs> uh then we have the exorcist oh my this is it, a very dc movie e, what this is a very DC. oh I was,
1: movie. Uh, I, thought, I was thinking of dc comics when you said that <laughs> um yeah uh it's only in dc because uh, reasons really well i guess yes. we'll remember this is a we don't even remember how all this like we don't even the movie does not explain at all how the this little tiki statue ends up it does in not. this in this house <laughs> and the only reason why ellen burston and and linda blair are in there is because she's filming a movie mm-hmm. and uh and they're renting this house out and uh you know of course there's a <laughs> an evil statue in there <laughs> yeah that part that part
0: it's such a weird i, lo- I still love this movie i know that uh, some people disagree with me it's it's such a weird transition this this very creepy beginning when they're out in uh, iraq or something like yeah. that on an archaeological dig and it's max von cito mm-hmm. it, it, it uncovers this this thing that's very unsettling and then he takes it to his buddy, and then he gets unsettled again, and then he gets progressively unsettled, and he says, "I gotta, I gotta leave." But he left it with his buddy. Yeah. So and then, and then he has this weird standoff, and I realize he's going for atmosphere here. Um, but he has this weird standoff with the the giant statue, and then cut to Georgetown. It's Ellen Burstyn. Go. Yeah, <laughs> Ellen Burstyn basically
1: doing another movie. Yeah, doing another <laughs> so, movie. So she's in so, she's in something i don't know what it's called something like uh it's some student sort of protest movie. student protest yeah. movie
0: but it's great from that point on i think it's absolute genius yes it's shot beautifully william Friedkin. um the characters are fully realized the father character is so brilliantly played mm-hmm. uh, there's nuance to him he's questioning his faith he's talk. he's a psychologist too he's talking to his buddy about this um there's there's so much to like that that whole beginning though is so
1: disparate that it's just it it yeah it it takes you out of it for a while but it's i wish though yeah if there was just a little bit of connective tissue and i don't even think the director's cut addresses any of that
0: i don't think no because i've seen the director's cut it does not
1: yeah uh it doesn't address that that transition at all we're just supposed to you know, oh well, it just managed to find its way in a basement in yeah. Washington D.C. Of course, I think there's also like six versions of this yeah. fucking movie. we wait, did. We ever figure out if that was the same thing that he found? Yes. In, okay, because I don't, I don't know if I even verified that. Yet. Well, because it's
0: partially obscured when it shows that last shot mm-hmm. at the bottom of the steps. Mm-hmm. It looks as uh, enough like it that it, it's got to be. Okay, but uh, yeah, but from there, the effects, the stuff they did with Linda Blair. Like, it's, I think it's terrifying, especially the voice, especially the way that they present it. I think it's great. You
1: know what I found out in a very strange way uh, the other day was that Linda Blair uh, used to date um, Rick James. ha, <laughs> ha wow and the the song cold-blooded is about her really yeah oh wow uh the only reason i found this out was i was going through this backlog of saturday night lives that had come on that I have on my dvr and i need to get rid of some But the one uh that they they came out with after carrie fisher died uh was the 1978 when she was on saturday night live hmm. And uh, they have a whole segment with her and Ackroyd, and and Fisher and Ackroyd were nearly married at one oh, point. Oh yeah, um, but they had a whole segment, a whole uh skit on there where they're talking about Lin- where Carrie Fisher's playing Linda Blair, <laughs> and like how like she apparently got into a, a some sort of drug issue or something back in the seventies. And I was like, oh, really? I wonder if all this is based on like real-life stuff that they're they're talking about. Cool. And like I read, started reading about Linda Blair. And you know, through that, I found that she dated Rick James. Interesting. Cold-blooded, cold-blooded Man, was about
0: her. She turned into a beautiful woman. Oh, yeah.
1: That's all I have to say about that, <laughs> as, as you would say. <laughs> all right. Uh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer.
0: <laughs> Shockingly right. watchable. Uh, oh, I'm glad to hear you say that. Was there anything? I was not expecting that at all. I think it's more watchable than the first one. Absolutely, yeah. Easy. It's ten times
2: more. Wa- it's bad. It is bad. Yes, I don't want. I don't want to give the wrong idea. But of the three Fantastic Four movies that have been made in the last twenty years, this is the only one I would want to watch. Again. I agree. I Doesn't
1: agree. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne play the yeah. uh, yes Silver server in this?
2: Oh no! Yeah, Is he's, he? Yeah, he voices this. Voices system. him, uh-huh. but he's not the, like no the low capping and no, the, it's Doug the Jones. yeah
1: Doug Jones yeah. once again playing the 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 shape the the man uh, shape. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, does
2: actually look very much like the Prometheus aliens
0: in the beginning. Mm, anyway, mm-hmm. sorry.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Again, I I can't speci- specifically say why. I think it's because we skip all the origin bullshit. I think that's exactly why. And um, it does it does something. Well, it does something what I think is ultimately fun, but also lazy, where it has them all trade powers uh, mm-hmm. because it creates this effect where it's almost like Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, mm-hmm. where everybody gets to kind of play fish out of water for a little bit. And then they, I think they end up having to beat the big bad at the end while one or more of them has the wrong power.
0: I think so. And and by that point, Silver Surfer has joined their cause. Right. right. Um, big bad is It's uh, Dr. Doom again, right? Doctor Doom, yeah, it's uh, Bo Garrett. Or Galactus yeah, no, is, is, is
2: Galactus it? coming behind? Parallax. Uh,
0: Galactus is somewhere in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is a parallax style. Well, Galactus of is, Julie is the McMahon. devourer
2: of worlds, yes. and he's he's coming. And Silver Surfer is his his forebearer. Right. He comes to the world ahead of time, I guess, to like announce it like ladies and gentlemen galactus will be here in a thousand years and this is my <laughs> isn't this isn't
1: this something he's been doing with a lot of planets mm-hmm. he's been going to all these planets okay. uh-huh
2: yep yep and it's uh he's an anti-hero just like he's in the comics mm-hmm. he starts out a villain ends up on their side i just i
0: it's been on a few times in the last few years and i've flipped by and and, and i'm not disgusted I'm- it's got well it, the problem with that first one is that there's there's such big gaps in dialogue and in Uh, action and stuff like that and it takes them so long to get their boner hard Mm. because like johnny storm is fucking like flying around sometimes he can get it up sometimes he can't get it up and then this one he's just full-on mastery of his powers and having a fucking blast too. yep so uh yeah no i agree with you i'm I'm interested to hear somebody else kind of agree with (laughs) this
1: but you're right it is not good no no Man, I I the last time I saw it was when we send it and I don't remember enjoying myself one bit. Um, next one is A Few Good Men. We've obviously talked about A Few Good Men a lot, and I don't know if we need to talk more about it, probably but not. Uh, it's probably maybe the
0: most DC movie here. Mm-hmm. Uh because you know, it shows all of the all the monuments and all that stuff but it also shows the periphery of it like the courtrooms mm-hmm. and the neighborhoods that have a possible amount of leaves even in september mm-hmm. um it's a it's just a warm and cozy wonderful movie
1: you're a real shitty baseball player jack <laughs>
0: <laughs> your boys going down daniel
1: <laughs> nothing i can do about that something that me and a coworker used to yell at each other all the time <laughs> no uh, it's it's a
0: you're a lousy <laughs> fucking softball player a lousy jack.
1: fucking softball player there you go <laughs> Uh, then there's first kid. This movie came out in 1996. Started Sinbad. I don't remember anything. I don't know if I even saw it. Wow. What's crazy is that there are still
2: two more Child of the President movies to come after this. Yeah, (laughs) because there's first daughter, and then there's the whatever the one Mandy Moore's in one. Katie Holmes is in the other one.
0: Oh yeah. Um. Oh, first daughter.
2: First daughter is one. I can't remember the other one. Katie Holmes is in first daughter. Okay, so then Mandy Moore's in one. I'm pretty sure that's like The President's No,
1: you're right, daughter. and I don't remember what it's called. But... And there's
2: a TV movie Josh Childs always likes to sing the theme song to <laughs> called My Date with the President's Daughter. Ah. My Date with the President's Daughter. It's <laughs> nice. Um, chasing Liberty. Chasing Liberty. Chasing Liberty. Because Liberty's her Secret Service call sign. <laughs> and she chasing. likes to run away with boys. Chasing Liberty. Riding a car. Uh, with what boys. What you were
0: saying about First Kid? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Timothy Busfield, no, there's no... There's no big oh zachary ty bryant i knew there was a, a home improvement is he the kid s- in main kid no he's not brock pierce is the the kid oh uh, but sinbad is the security secret service guy that's assigned to him mm-hmm. and of course he's super annoying at first and then he comes to
1: love man i i would love one day to st- Put all the posters of these, uh, these type of, these m- movies that I consider these type of comedies that, like, some of these are not related, but Milk Money and, uh, and Blank Check and all these 90s. I want to put them all, how much white. <laughs> would you have like i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying like you know obviously sinbad's the star of this movie but i'm talking about the actual color of the poster oh yeah, yeah right yeah. right yeah, yeah. like there's so much like i went to go and look at this poster and i was like other than sinbad this whole thing is like freaking white yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and it's just like uh it's and they did that with milk money and they did that with blank check and it just Forrest like forest comp yeah i mean <laughs> good god like we could make a whole collage of just you know uh then we have uh we're going to round this episode off with frost nixon Ooh. ron howard's uh movie about <sighs> um the the interviews that nixon did after he was president uh i believe it's uh what's the sheen guy Hmm? the sheen guy michael, michael sheen. sheen. michael sheen because every time i want to i want to say martin sheen. I, do, I do too i want to say it. i time. know it's michael sheen <laughs> i say martin sheen every time michael sheen uh this time again frank langella is playing yep. nixon uh and uh it's a it's about uh it's about the basically the run-up to to this because this is where uh what's the guy's name the interviewer uh, frost it's, uh, it's something frost david frost david frost, david frost uh he's he's conducting these interviews that are essentially nothing burgers for i mean a long time like if you were to watch the whole thing Mm -hmm. you would be like wow is this this is a seminal interview with the president it's only in at the very tail end that frost actually gets he kind of a
2: few good men's him um i saw this like six months ago Mm -hmm. it's good i was riveted it is not great uh but yes he lands this interview which is a huge get because Mm -hmm. he's just this standard you know, British reporter. He's not like the so Tom British Brokaw at the time or whatever. Australian, British, whatever. Yeah. It's the same. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, but you're right. It's all softball questions, softball questions, because they're afraid of pissing him off and losing the interview. Mm-hmm. And then on the fourth and final day, he decides, to, from pressure like constantly on his end, he decides to go for it. And he kind of, he catches Nixon just off and off that Nixon starts defending himself and saying all this, like, incriminating shit about himself.
0: Oh, it's great. And the night before, or like a few weeks before or something like that, Nixon calls him he calls all drunk him. and is basically saying, you're not going to get this from me. Yep. I'm going to win this interview. Yep. I'm going to get the hearts and minds of the U.S. back. And just daring him. Yep. And probably, I mean, not rightfully so, because nixon was an asshole but he had him up until there mm-hmm. uh he had him where he had no leverage whatsoever but then frost goes back and like uncovers all this uh this these these details that he can hit him with that he's heretofore uh, avoided basically and gets him to literally say i cheated the american public yeah i broke uh, some laws yeah. and all this shit and even he can- he handles it beautifully at the moment, yeah, but even he can't believe it at the end of it. Yep. Is it
1: is it Sam Rockwell, the one who's trying to get him to ask the the hard questions? There's somebody who's yes. like very pissed off about how these interviews are going, yes sir. and and basically almost doesn't even want to be at the interviews because it's so softball,
0: right, and then Oliver Platt is his chief of staff or whatever it is, who almost
1: shuts it down, yeah, yeah, so, uh, at least once, yep. yeah. And uh um, I know that uh I know that Rebecca Halls in this briefly too mm-hmm. I think Frost dates her character for a little bit but it's just all this sort of lead up and yeah it's fascinating uh that this really like just softball interview ended up being like you know the the one time I guess the one time they got Nixon to actually say something I mean there's
0: a last time I'll make the parallel but imagine this happening with donald trump Mm -hmm. imagine some interviewer because after he leaves office whether it's you know next year or four years later uh after he gets done he's going to want to preserve that level of notoriety and fame and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and if god forbid for some people he gets thrown out on his ass he's definitely going to want to help rehabilitate his reputation right Mm -hmm. so he would totally agree to something like that imagine somebody getting him knocked off enough to where he starts admitting shit yeah i mean it that's that's how big this this shit was you mm-hmm. know Yeah. oh yeah it's uh i i do enjoy this movie this may be towards the top of ron howard for me
1: uh, yeah. it's certainly uh, I, because it, his bar is in the middle it's, right yeah so his <laughs> bar is pretty
2: medium. yeah, yeah. Um, and i like the guy um but yeah there's not a, a ton at the top
0: and langella plays nixon more towards his mannerisms and isn't like a like a goofy impression. He's yeah, yeah. he's
2: not doing a voice. Um he's He's, he's kinda
0: playing, doing a voice, but he's not doing a voice, He's right? not
2: doing a Nixon voice. Right. He's 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 acting. He's playing mm-hmm. a character, he's not trying to do an, like you said, an imitation.
1: Um okay, so we got through to the Fs yeah, of Washington, D C. Mm-hmm. This is probably gonna be a a, a series for D C. Uh, I mean a pretty pretty uh I guess we would probably get into three at least. Yeah, so. probably so. But, I, I, you know, when we were
0: planning this out, I just, there's so many good movies on yeah. this list that I just want to dive into. You know, Dr. Strangelove is something that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I could talk about that movie all day because mm-hmm. there's so much to it. Well, we've never had a chance to talk about Distinguished Gentleman and
2: heaven Almighty. Right? Yeah, so yeah. DC yeah. needs to be repped. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah uh that'll do it for this week keep going to sincast presented by cinema sins on facebook and uh, uh tell us what you thought about this episode uh you got we have uh, cinema sins twitter uh reddit soundcloud uh we're on discord uh there are a lot of places to find us um, thank
0: you to everyone who came out to sin week last week yeah Boy, how much fun
1: holy was that? holy balls that was fun man we destroyed the fire festival didn't we <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, we did by merely having more than American slices of
0: cheese.
1: <laughs> we definitely had more than. that. Yeah. <laughs> First off, it was real. That was.
0: <laughs> but we also did have Ja Rule. Weirdly, weirdly enough.
1: oh uh, no, that was weird. That did was, that, ja was Rule? that was cool when he came by and like you know said, I hope everything goes well with your sin week. And yeah. he, he left after that, but it was really it mean it meant a lot. I dude. think he did a uh, an impromptu performance of
0: I'm Real mm-hmm. with uh, J Lo. Mm-hmm. He did um <laughs> i don't really i don't know any other john rules <laughs> yeah j-lo also <laughs> showed up oh yeah by the way j-lo is there too john jay <laughs>
1: um but uh, that'll do it for this week it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time
0: thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit
2: Man, um, you know what came on Sunday, my first, like, official day after Sin Week? Dead again, Ooh. which I had seen before mm-hmm. back in my college days and loved, but probably hadn't even thought about until Jonathan brought it up on that podcast mm-hmm. taping. And I watched that fucker from beginning to end. Surprise Robin Williams, by the way. Yeah. Um, And it's fantastic. Oh,
1: I love Dead Again, man.
2: I'm not. I cannot. That fucking scene with old Andy Garcia smoking a cigarette through his cancer (laughs) hole. (laughs) No. It's just, it's nightmare fuel. I know.
1: But other than that, great fucking movie. It's interesting, too, uh, you think about the the chronology of this. Like, I don't know if I had ever seen that before. Someone smoking a cigarette through their little whatever. But then, like three years later clerks comes out and there's a joke about like uh about uh someone smoking and, and now he has a has a voice box and now he smokes the cigarettes that way and they're oh. like oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> and i just immediately thought of that but yeah dead again's got one of the just is just one of those just <clears throat> it, it, i don't think it did anything at the box office i don't think it got any kind of following afterwards but it's awesome yeah and that
2: that reveal midway through that kind of wrinkle of what you think it is and it's kind of that but it's kind of the opposite of
1: that mm-hmm. it's just like what that, that is that point too because she keeps saying you know uh she keeps saying i think you're roman i think you're roman or whatever and and then they they finally like actually start having sex or something and she's like this is just like blah 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 and roman and he goes i'm not roman yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember the trailer too somewhat because at the very end of it it's kenneth Branagh as roman or is it is he he's roman in the past right or is he always roman no roman is the
2: is the past roman's the past
1: guy there's like there's a point where i think they're about to execute him and he's like all of this is far from over (laughs) and that's how they ended the trailer and robin williams is definitely surprise robin williams yeah yeah like i mean not i mean you see him in the trailer but he's kind of like it's that one scene right it's the they, con-
2: well there's actually a second quick scene where he comes back for clarification on one thing but uh, okay. yeah just two little two conversations in the back of a grocery store yeah
0: um it is unfair how good their american accents are man oh
1: you're not I, I remember him on uh david letterman brana i think it was letterman where he was where Letterman asked him, how do you guys do that and everything and, and he just went through a whole bunch of like like, you know, uh some of you like uh, Robert De Niro and, and they'll just uh, imitate Robert De Niro or whatever. And then, hmm. you know <clears throat> It's
2: easier for them to do American than Americans to do British.
1: Yeah, well Americans sort of go based off of like one essential accent, it yeah. seems like, and then they'll they base theirs off of that one. And they don't really try to get a dialect, or a, but the ones who do it really well, I think tend to tend to try to try to get an actual yeah dialect.
2: Like that it. trailer for that waste of a movie. That's the um, <clears throat> remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Mm. Like Anne Hathaway's English accent is probably going to be explained away as part of her character, as part of her long con. Mm. Sounded terrible as shit to me in that trailer.
0: What is this movie?
1: <clears throat> it's called Hust- Hustlers. The Hustle. Is that what it? it, it so it, it's an official Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake, right? I yes, but they're not
2: marketing it that way.
1: Okay, but they're just named it something else. Well,
2: the, the tagline has the word uh, scoundrels or dirty or rotten. One of the, oh, one of the three. and the trailers out. Yeah, I saw the trailer in front Oof. of Captain Marvel. Mm. I think. Uh, and it, it looks terrible, it's unnecessary. But my point is, Anne Hathaway is speaking with an English accent the entire oh. trailer. And it's... Uh...
1: <laughs> Shit. Fat Amy. Oh, Rebel Wilson? <laughs> Rebel Wilson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I think I just put both of you in a bad mood. <laughs>
0: God damn. Uh, I mean, that's the best of that movie condensed into a trailer. Well, and it doesn't even look like very good best no no there's like there's no laughing there. uh, are you constipated how many times has that joke been she's made?
2: pretending to be blind so she's grabbing her boobs yes. Get it. yes get it it's amazing chris and i have one thing in common is that our nephews and nieces are far better people than we are It's <laughs> <laughs> very true are we talking about us mm-hmm. yeah that's what that's what i guess i should have said during the panel when i said it didn't ultimately feel very much like a horror movie to me mm-hmm is that i was I was more interested to know what was going to happen next than I was particularly scared. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense,
0: yeah. No, I was I was flat out scared. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: By the way, I watched Deja Vu again yesterday. Did you really? Well, mm-hmm.
0: most of it. What, oh, Tony Scott, right? Isn't Tony Scott. Was, yeah.
2: Jim Caviezel is evil in that movie. He's evil. Yeah. He almost Just, never goes evil, but he's like, does it really evil here?
1: Yeah. Is it Jim Caviezel is one of those guys who is actually like who tries to be very good like he won't kiss another woman because he's married right. and right. he's like oh, who's the other guy that uh i heard about this too um is it uh what's his name guy in ready player one and he's in a billion He's, i think he's in homicide <sighs> something mcdonough neil mcdonough oh um, no. Mc, Neil mcdonough
2: won't band of brothers too
1: yeah 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 neil mcdonough won't um won't kiss another woman neither or, will kirk cameron Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, different level there. (laughs) Really hurt his career, that not kissing Um, other No, Jim Caviezel is,
2: as I understand, pretty religious guy Mm. and uh, pretty uh, conservative with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think uh, I'm talking out of my ass. Don't spend too, too much time researching. But I think I even saw an interview where he said something about. I wouldn't do this role or this role if I had it to do over again. Because mm-hmm. you go back through, you got that firefighter time travel, call my dad. Frequency. Th- frequency. <laughs> you got the p- passion of the Christ. Yep. You can go back through Caviezel's, the golfer movie. He's mm-hmm. almost always
0: playing somebody really wholesome. Then Red Line, he's basically like Dudley Do-Right, right? Yeah,
2: and here he's like, he kills 543 people in a terrorist act.
0: He does understand this is fiction though, right? He does.
2: Fictional characters. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I mean, again, I'm not gonna judge. I don't have children, but if I did and I I mean, there was a time in my life post college when I started getting serious about growing up that I was like, I'm gonna have to get rid of some of these movies just because I can't have boogie nights on the shelf when I have a five year old running around. <laughs> right? But ultimately, I just kept boogie nights and didn't have any kids. But
3: um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: those two decisions were really connected. I that I rarely just compulsively watch something like uh-huh. just uh, oh here's something about Motley Crue. Sign me up! I was like immediately pressing play, <laughs> and I'm like I think, wait a minute. I hate Motley I Crue. Know, me too.
3: <laughs> me too. <laughs> I've always hated I, Motley I Crue. Suck, man. And like I was like all right, I'll watch the. Oh, God. <laughs>